With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Tuesday, the podcast, Brian. Geez, I enjoyed this. Yes. If you're after pad tie, I don't think you got it this one. No. No, this was awesome. It was awesome. I, uh, well, we had J-Mac yeah. on. He was a keeper. And we had Chris Orr talking about the NFL Combine. Yeah, um, former Jordan Mylata manager. That was a good chat. I found that you only like tomatoes cold. Mm. You got... Um, no, I don't only like them cold. Yes, you did. It's clear cut, a thinly sliced yeah, tomato, yeah. salt and pepper. That's heaps better. Well, not really, because everyone came over the top. <laughs> Fair enough. They said they like roasted romas. Mm. Toey is a roma. Yeah. Uh, what else did we chat about? Oh, Brooksy, his boy's trip. The biggest thing on the show... Was you dropped a bombshell? Oh. Was I wrong? Well, you're not right yet, but the, there's a lot of people queuing up to suggest you may be right. You may be right. You may be wrong. <laughs> well, yeah, the, the rumor was. Well, you, you listen, listen to it. I'm going to okay. tease. This is what we do in the industry. Yeah, that's what we do. It's called a hook <laughs> and a tease. Uh, some fun facts there throughout the program as well, and don't forget. And slide we also on in. we also found out. That uh, the tourist doesn't like two-year-old kids. No, that's right. Hates two-year-old kids tugging on his beard while he's just sitting back there full of red wine and Valium. I think he said it's an airline, not a crash. Yeah. Is what he wanted well, to say. Well, be the tourist. Don't live so far away. Move to Wollongong. Yeah. Enjoy the program. I'm off to see Robbie Williams. Yeah, you enjoy that. Um, You're at the Sporting Globe on Wednesday with the Professor. Yeah, that'd be good. So you can catch up on that. Uh, social media, of course. Slide on in oh, yeah, to the DMs. TikTok, Twitter and Instagram is the that's, way to do that. But God bless you, listener. We love you being part of the show. I love it. Enjoy this show and we'll catch you next time. All the best. Welcome to The Run Home with Joel and Fletch. Thanks to Hyundai, Santa Fe. Available now. Book a test drive today. Imagine that. The new standard in steel cap boots is here. Rotoflex by Blunston. Hello everyone, welcome to The Run Home with Joel and Fletch. It is a Tuesday. It's a crew time Tuesday. It's a true fact Tuesday. We're going to get to that very, very shortly. Good afternoon, however, you're tuning in. Sydney, Brisbane, Gold Coast. All of those across the SEN network. For those listening on the SEN app, we welcome you wherever you are in the world. Maybe you're at the big match, the Super Bowl rematch, which is the Chiefs taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. And no doubt you've got a little earpiece in there listening to us while you watch all the action. Shout out to the Run Home podcast listeners on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your good podcasts. We're also on YouTube. You can search Joel and Fletch and subscribe. It is the Trade Hour, thanks to Amir Safety, your Australian-owned workwear and PPE provider. But around the grounds we go, Brian, this has been a thrilling contest, mainly because we happen to have backed aside, wasn't it? 
Well, I didn't. I didn't back. Oh, the, you didn't. No, I've just gone for the touchdown. Oh, stole, stole. I want Stolly to score, but you have had. You got an interest, don't you? Yeah. Well, they the Kelsey brothers uh, who go head to head here. They're actually a really good podcast. They had Jordan Mailata on uh, about a month ago. Really good story there. But Chris Orr was his manager, getting him to the. I suppose it's a an international combine, if you want to call it that. Well, he's playing in the match at the moment. Uh, we're going to talk about him with Chris Orr later in the program. But as it stands, 5 minutes 28 of match time left, 21 points to 17. The Philadelphia Eagles, who were beaten by the Chiefs in last year's Super Bowl, they have the lead of four. Now, tourists, you're the helmet-to-helmet aficionado. They lead by four. There's 5 minutes 26 or thereabouts to go in our time on the program. How long would that 5 minutes 26 take in your eyes? So the Eagles now have the ball... Um, with four points up. So they're just going to run down the clock as much as they can with all their plays as well. So, this far out? Well, they're not going to like actively just do one-yard run plays, but they're going to run the ball. It's going to take some time off the clock, would be my guess, with five minutes to go. But also, they want to get at least three more points, get that field goal, and then they're at least a touchdown ahead. So it, it, the timeouts are going to have to get used from Kansas. So there's three timeouts there. So that's easy five, six minutes of time of just doing nothing that we're going to have to wait for. So I'd say 20 past, 25 past, about then is when the game will probably Do you end. have to use your timeouts? Nope, don't have to use them. But so so use why would you like to? No, the clock stops the clock. Right. So that's why they use their timeouts. Use the timeout, clock stops. Gotcha. Yeah. We're ordinarily keep ticking away. Just keep ticking away. Right, okay. So there'll be a play that breaks down, and I go timeout straight away. Yeah. Gotcha. Now, Sugar, you were saying that podcast you were t- talking about, Yep. Jordan Wilder said, NFL's harder than rugby league. They asked him, and I thought, here we go. Got my chest up thinking he's going to support rugby league. He said, NFL easily. He said, oh, people go on about the the no helmets. And this has been the campaign by uh, the National Rugby League, which is fine. This this is only him saying it. But he says, look, the helmets and the pads, all this stuff that everyone goes on about. He said, the chest pad that you have is about the size of a bloody page of paper. Yep. And he said the amount of helmets you get driving into your chest. Mm. He said after a game... No, uh, there's nothing worse than getting helmets <laughs> Helm- driven helmet. into your chest. <laughs> that would, I don't want to think about that. <laughs> Not his um, helmet. Um, but did they talk about fitness? Because I, I don't... like An NFL off-season wouldn't be... I, I, I don't know, but I presume it wouldn't be as tough as an NRL off-season. No, no, no. Sandhills and sprints and all that? Well, they, they were... So in the podcast, the Potty Push, Kelsey and... Um, New Heights, it's called. And I tell you what, if you don't like Travis Kelsey, don't listen to it because you'll start liking the bloke. Right. They're, they're very likable brothers and the affection they have for each other. It's real. It's really good. New Heights is the podcast. You've got to get around it. Do they ever play together? No, I don't think so. Early, very early in uh, high school, Cincinnati. Okay. By Bearcats, I think they were called. They, they, they did, yeah. But they're just a little bit older than each other as mm. well. So like, they wouldn't necessarily play in the same... Age grade growing up through college. But the interest they gave, like, they speak a lot about rugby league asking him in the podcast. Like, they're very uh, open-minded and... About rugby? Rugby, yeah. But he did say, he said, look, aerobically, rugby league's far harder. Yeah. But he also prefaced it by saying, when he said that um, NFL was a lot harder, he said, look, I never played top flight. I only played under 20s. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we've got some interesting audio of him coming up a little bit later on as well. Technically and tactically, you, you hear about how hard it is to read the playbook. Yep. That, I'd imagine, would be difficult. Yep. But I still think um, 
getting up off the ground with NRL will be tougher. Yeah, probably. But he, he said that, you know, after a game, he's absolutely ruined in this. And I, you've got to appreciate Yeah. And, and he's playing at the moment, so they are uh, leading currently. This is a young bloke who, under 20s for South Sydney, has gone on to play in a Super Bowl. He got a call from Anthony Albanese. Alba. He, ta- he talks about this in the end, and he was a bit shirty by it. Albo called him, and he claims that Albo was recording the conversation. A bit of Super Bowl bruising. Oh, okay. And then what did Albo do with it? Well, maybe Question he used time. it to say I'd spoken to him. I don't know what the case was, but he was like... And the funny thing is, when I'll get to this audio, he's lived his whole life in Australia, and he's not a citizen. He's not an Australian citizen. Albo? No. <laughs> That'd be a story, wouldn't it? That'd be a story. So what is he... Is he a citizen of where? Well, he's a Kiwi, a New Zealander. Okay. He says, he says, I'm a New Zealander, but I identify as an Australian. Okay, well, there you go. He's yeah. a first Kiwi yeah. NFL player. Has Ke- there been I- any other Kiwis over there? Ooh, I think tourist? I'll double check. I'll have a quick look. Okay. I keep saying, and we're seeing young um, Kylie Lulua's son, Marley, mm. with the Kiwi background. He's off to the EPL. I keep saying our mates over in New Zealand... Five million population, Brian. Yep. It's got to be the most overachieving country in the world, New Zealand. Five million. Someone, some, a listener will find this out. Five, five million people. In fact, speaking about listeners finding stuff out, I thought we could do a... I ran into a bloke, Clint Goodshield, right? Now, Clint... Greenshield? No, good. Oh, different. Yeah, Clint Goodsir. Good sir or Green Shield? Good sir. I was getting uh, the other Green Shields mixed up. Clint Good sir. He owns the York Knights. Yes. And just totally unrelated. We're talking about, he knew this Danny Peacock. I'm thinking, Danny Peacock, that rings a bell. And he said, I'll tell you a fun fact about Danny Peacock. He was the highest try scorer for the Gold Coast Chargers. Chargers. Chargers, right? He's got that record there. So I thought I'd test you out, Brian. See how you go with these. The highest try scorer ever for the Adelaide Rams belongs to who? Um, the highest oh, Adelaide Rams. Indigenous player? But that was Super League days. I'm, I'm ARL. I didn't even watch that game. Graham Mappo. Oh, Graham Mappo. Play with the Chooks. Okay, what about... Okay. Yeah, play, what was your teammate, Graham Mappo? Hunter Mariners. I know you said you're an ARL Okay, man. Hunter Mariners. Yes, this guy, uh, background, maybe Italian, tall, dark, and handsome, played at the Dragons. Nick Zisti. Nick Zisti. <laughs> oh, Nick Zisti. So Nicola Zisti. Nicola Zisti. A couple of rare other ones too. So today I want true fact. The kids always say, my kids say, Dad, true fact. Well, is it true or a fact? They're both the same, mate. You don't have to say true fact. But a true fact, the longest breath held. It was a Croatian who did it, Brian. How long did they hold their breath for? Okay, are they diving, free diving, or just sitting in a... Uh, I don't know how they measured it, but it was obviously voluntary, right? Okay. So what's the record for that? We, we want rare true facts. Okay, rare true fact. I'm going to say seven minutes. 24 minutes. How is he not dead? 24 minutes. 24 minutes without breathing. Yep. The longest stand-up comedy act where they just kept churning out jokes after jokes after jokes went for how long by an American? One individual? Yep. 32 hours. 40 hours. Oh. And the final one. Um, you want to be funny. Final one from Sri Lanka. How long is the record for a person standing on one leg? Oh. A Sri Lankan. Uh, without walking. Just standing on without one, hopping. one leg. Yeah, without you, you hopping. You can't change the weight. Oh, so he's got two legs. Yeah, but he's only, he's only <laughs> standing on the one. Okay, standing on the one. Uh, it's going to be hectic. 
Five days. 76 hours. Three 76 days. hours? Mm. There's an Indian bloke who, he's, have you seen it? He put his arm up and he's left his arm up for 10 years Has above he? his head. Has he? Yeah. Has anyone answered his question yet? No, he, he, he was one of those hectic uh, yoga instructors. What about the blood flow to his fingers and stuff? Well, he's, it's withered. Yeah. It's withered like, uh, a grape, like a grapevine. Mick Withers. Yeah, it's gone. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you who's breaking records and he's going to join the program today. Star jockey. If I said who's the best jockey out there in the land, in J-Mac. the world. J-Mac. He's coming yeah. on the program. Uh, J-Mac's going to join us as well. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is the way to do that. Blue Emu says Malata. Is Australian Russell Crowe style. Good afternoon, boys. I've got a delay grade. A free-to-air channel trying their best to do their own Matt Nable impersonation to pump up the upcoming cricket season. Not sure. Not sure who the guy is doing the ad, but honestly, he's not happy, says Cheers AG. I'm not familiar with that one. I haven't, I haven't heard it. I've got a bit of an A grade. I saw a neighbour across the road. They're doing some renovations. Actually, it's not across the road. It's further down. And... An, old, an elderly lady, because they'd missed the rubbish, yeah. the rubbish had gone, and so she just threw a bit of cardboard. He's, the neighbour is doing construction, they've got a big uh, skip, bin. skip bin out the front. Yeah. And this uh, elderly lady yeah. threw in, um, I think it was a vacuum box. She must have got a, a new Johnny Dyson yep. vacuum cordless, and she threw that in there, folded it up nice and neat. He picked it up and threw it out and says, put yeah. it in your own bins. He's not an illegal dumping fan? Well, he's got a big... A big skip bin. It's huge. Yeah, and if, if she's if she's gone to the effort of folding it down, she's a neighbour. That's going to weigh nothing, right? That's going to take up no space. Is, is this bloke an A grader or she an A grader? Listeners, uh, hit me. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Who's the A grade here? I th- does she have to ask? I think well, he's paying for it. Yeah, I understand. But that. she's elderly. It's cardboard. It's not a huge light. You put, probably could put it on the bottom of it. And he knew it was her. He, she, he caught her in the act. I was, I witnessed the whole was thing. Was she trying to be cheeky no, about the whole no, thing? No, no, no. She must live next door. Ooh. I was going to say something, but it's none of my business. Mm. Is it rude? This is another thing, right? Um, is it rude to... If you see someone at the front of their house, is it rude, just asking for a friend, to ask them, I'm in the neighbourhood, have you ever thought about selling... No. Are you allowed to ask him that? Of course you are. Yeah. Why, do you get an offer? Oh, no. No, 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 no. The other way around. Um, oh, you wanted to offer? Ooh. Well, just, just scoping out a couple of things. Yeah. Knock on the door? Just scope. You, I didn't knock on the door. Oh, you just bailed I, them up? I was dropping one of the kids off to school. Were you dropping the kids I off sh- or were you dropping a carload of uh, Chinese people? No. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you After yesterday. A lot of uh, listeners slid into the DM, said I was getting hammered this morning. On the Vossie show, Vossie yeah. and Brandy show. For, for picking up people. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, Blue Emu said she's an A grade. And then six, 465 said he is for sure. And then Jason said they're both A graders. Yeah. So that's what. That's... But, oh, what would you do? If the elderly lady, she's just doing her best. But you know what? You let it go. No, but hang on, hang on, hang on. There's more to this. You don't know their relationship. If they're blueing. If there's been, if she's complained about him about other things, if there's been. So that's where you've got to factor in. Some okay, let's on. just say there's no history between them. She mm. just put the... the uh, yeah. It's a good way to Dyson. do it. No history. Just go in straight. What's wrong? What's right? Incognito mode. No history. Because then it's like two wrongs making a right if you're going, oh, you don't know what happened in the past. Because mm, as I've I said before, just... I've got no problem with doing council bins. We pay council rates. Yeah. Stay in your LGA, yeah. as Gladys would say. 
But is um, this in your LGA? This area? Yeah, this area is my LGA. Yeah. I don't go outside my LGA. No. For, well, I did downstairs, <laughs> but it's my work, <laughs> yeah. and I pay rates here. Yeah, that's right. Ideing. That's right. That's okay. Dropping it in your own rates. Yes. But no prawn heads. No, no, no. Prawn heads. Any seafood must stay in your own bin. Do you do you spray your bin every time you bring it in? I uh, I did it today. Mm. So what I do is I get some disinfectant. Yep. Uh, the pine clean. Yes. In a hot bucket of water, two bottles. Pour it in. Let it sit in there for five to seven minutes. Yep. Then give it a big shake. And then throw it in the gutter, which goes in the storm waters, which goes in the Centennial Park, which kills all the turtles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, perfect. Uh, where oh, you live, Fletch, they'd be both don't, uh, uh, No, says, don't Dunny. say that. No, I won't be saying Dunny, that Dunny, beat it. Yes, Dunny, you've got to be careful. And I've got a story ones. for you, Dunny, Dunny, after 3.30, don't I? Oh, yeah. Welcome, Brooksy. Brooksy. Good g'day. afternoon. I didn't get to the um, – we didn't chat about your boys' weekend. It was very good. Good to catch up with your old schoolmates. We do it once a year. Went to Catho. It's an interesting conversation. I think mm. you hold in all your little uh, – your little uh, – What's inside your head because you can't talk to people. You've got your good group of mates, so you ask, yeah, start asking some I questions. Was, I was earwigging. You and um, Joel were talking. Can we talk about we, that? We can. Yeah, yeah, so you threw it out there saying... Cause you no, got, it was one of the other guys. Okay. But yeah. but listen, so let's just let's peel back the curtain again. So we were having lunch today. Thank you very much, Sugar. Yes, thanks, Sugar. No, well, shout out to the, a shout out to the team over at Vispo who who listen to the program, and we quite often go over there. They've got these beautiful chicken sandwiches, mm. uh, Pete Morrow and the team. And sadly, the building's been renovated and a new building, so they, they've got to move premise. Yep. And they do the most wonderful lunches, don't they? They're With very nice good. steak sandwiches. So a shout-out to the team over there at Vispo. Vispo, hi, Thank Vispo. you for being so accommodating. Anyway, we're at, having lunch, and then Brooksy came up with a question with his mates discussing about how often they got Randy with their partners. Interesting facts, yeah, Brooks. There was some. What did you um, say, by the way? What was your answer? Uh, I think I was average, which is I think it was once a uh, week. In between, once and twice a week. Do you know anyone who's doing it seven days a week? What the best? The guy that was flying of the group of said group was around the three a week mark, and was at, it at a minimum new relationship. No, the longest of us all. Back Ooh. from yeah, year 10. So we graduated in 99. He's been going out since... 97. They started uh, dating. They've been married. Three kids. And they're doing it three times a week in 2023. Did At you... minimum. Wow. Any apparatuses they're he's, bringing he's in? He's fit. Is any, um, are they bringing t- any uh, love oh, honeys? Like a bit of Lego and... Uh, oh. No, I don't think so. I think it's just El Natural. Okay. What brought this subject up? I think one of the guys was sort of just wanted to know where he sat. We were talking about different things, how we fall asleep on the couch at night, which mm-hmm. uh, pees off the partner. Um, and then we sort of got into that next conversation. Did you, how dis- often? Did you discuss anything about uh, sort of any medication you're all taking? No, yeah, that wasn't brought up. We didn't go down that path and mm. show hands or anything like that. But no, we – what was the, the thing – yeah, there was one guy who was averaging about three or four a year. Wow. But, he's, but the, the run rate has significantly increased. He's going two, three a week now. Wow. What's happened Big there? Big turn of events. Yeah, that's right. a massive turn. Yeah, so I don't know. We, the data's changed quite a mm. bit, as you can tell. But, um, yeah, three a week, that was our, our um, clubhouse leader. I'd love a sexologist to come in. 
and share all the data and facts they got on yeah. everything. I'd be fascinated by that. Why don't we get John from Maths? Yep. He's a relationship man. Yeah, let's get him in. Hey, uh, boys, A-grade, the low-grade again. This is from, hey, Fletch, who's the A-grade? If I've done the toll relief for my mum, but her payments are much, much more than mine, should I tax her for doing it? No. Cheers, the headless horse head in bed. <laughs> no, no, headless. No? Nah. H-H-I-B, no way. But he's showing his mum. His mum was didn't know anything about Who it. Who cares? He didn't know anything about it. Do we get this like a pyramid screen, the, the aeroplane thing? You know what you should do? What about if you... If, okay, put it this way. If I came up to you, you didn't know anything about this, and I said, if you give me $200, yep. I guarantee you I'll give you $1,500. Yep. Would you do it? Yep. Sorry, $1,300. Yes. Would you do it? Yep. Well, there you go. Yep. So we should be... That's what he's done. Mm. That's what the, the headless horse head. Yeah. It's his mum, though. Yeah, but maybe we don't know the relationship. <laughs> that's right. That would be a great guest on the text line. Oh, the top one. Dylan Alcott's missus. Are, are they still together? Yeah. Are you sure? Three times a week. Really? Yeah. Wow. I don't think... Just read that. I don't think they're together still. Oh. Flash goes around the grounds, tourist. A mm. minute 28 remaining. And it is essentially full time. Is because it? the Eagles uh, are going to run the ball down now. They'll win the game here 21-17. Oh, he's on. That's it, but that's it. There's no more point scoring. They're just going to kneel, take the ball, run the clock down, and that'll be it. Beautiful. End of the game. Philly. Eagles win 21-17. Excellent. Thank you very much. Go uh, the Eagles. Shoxy. Shoxy's saying, Brooksy, your mate's a liar. <laughs> saying there's no way it's 3-4. And then Skip from Robbo come over the top. This is why you're meeting once a year, Brooks. This bloke feels free to lie to your face. Three to four weeks? Come on. From year 10? Come on. And Matt says, 26 times 52 is over 4,000 Ronnies over those years. That's from HP Robbo. Okay, we're going to do a little test, boys. You and I, we don't believe in this, right? But as we go to the break with the Philadelphia Eagles looking as though they're in a unlosable position to tourists, is that right? If they lost this game, it would be the biggest. They're literally clapping hands and shaking hands. Oh, okay. some minutes ago. Perfection. Thank you very much. Okay, have a think about this. I've tested it on you blokes and... This thing was on Instagram. You can't believe everything on there. This is a challenge for your listeners and send them through on the text line. So do this. Think about this. Think about this being written on a chalkboard. Black. The then word. The word. Now think about grey. The word. Yes. Now think about white. So black, grey, white. So think about those black, things. Now. grey, white. Now you've got to choose a number, any number between zero and 50. Yep. That number must be a double figure number. Double figure, yep. It must be an even number. Even. And the first and second number cannot be the same numbers. Okay, can't do 22. So text through what you've got. Text through what you've got. And we'll see if this bloke's a myth or a mad genius. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is the way to do that. Or text 0457-736-736. The Trade Hour, thanks to MS Safety, your Australian-owned workwear and PPE provider. We'll get to the calls uh, momentarily. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Now, plenty of texts to come through. <laughs> and this moron from Instagram. What did he say? He said the number, he said everyone will get it. None of us got it. No. Not, I don't think anyone here's got it. So 24 is the number when we tested you before we went. But look at all these texts coming through. Uh, we won't call them all out. Brendan, 162, 007. Matt, Matt from the Gold Coast. Jake, Rhett, 431. Uh, another no Matt, 586 from Blake. 194. All these texts coming through. We appreciate those. But I can't find a 24. Budsters there. Melbourne Mick. 
Uh, crime scenes there. Buttered oh. sausage from Mount Druitt. Benny from North Kellyville. Jer- Charm. Mitch from Robertson. Smithy the Eel. Jeremy got it. Jeremy got it. Jerry got Jeremy. Jimmy from Taza. Jimmy from Taza. Western Sydney Eagle. Sheed, Simon, Rob. A billion text messages there. Uh, 1300 Just before we get to the calls, a bit of a potty push. Philadelphia Eagles have defeated the Chiefs. So the podcast, Brian, which I'm trying to get you into, is New Heights. Yes. And the Kelsey boys, who you will you will warm to, very knockabout, humble sort of guys. They interviewed Jordan Mylata. Here's what he had to say as a snippet from the Potty Push podcast. So Jordan Mylata was born and has lived in Australia, only country outside of coming to the United States. Yes. Accurately saying this. Yes. Oh, okay. But is that. not an Australian citizen. Right. Because Australia does not have naturalized citizenship. So you born and grew up there for the first 20 years of your life, and yes. you still are not Australian. Yep. The only citizenship you have in the world is New Zealand because one of your parents is a New Zealander? Yes, a New Zealand citizen. So I got it by descent because yeah. my parents are New Zealand citizens. Yes. But yeah, all that is true. <clears throat> so wow. technically, technically so speaking... That's, I'm a Kiwi, that's crazy. but I identify as an Aussie. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's all I knew. It's all I knew. So it's like, help me out here. Yeah, it's, you've got to have a listen, Brian. They'll okay. They will get you. They're very, what, very What is likeable. it about them, though? What, what do you like about I, them? I like about there's no fluff about it. They have a lot of fun. They're, they're just real people. The fame hasn't got to their heads. Okay. Jordan Mylata is also quite infectious, He's an unbelievable singer. So the Philadelphia Eagles are releasing a Christmas album, and he's like the gun singer. Yeah, he's on Ray Hadley's album too. <laughs> going to do a bit of country. Well, he was the masked singer yes, over there yes. in America. Well, can you see now why Taylor Swift has fallen for him? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I, yeah, actually, when you get to know this Travis, he becomes a, a better-looking bloke. If you know what I mean, you can tell. He'd be a great catch. Okay. You can tell that. Pardon the pun. After yeah. listening to the potty, I was like, don't spend all this money on Tom Brady and getting him to Vegas. Get the boys to do 100%. a show there and yep. do some sort of connection with the NFL and yep. NRL. Like them, what the the way they asked the questions about rugby league, like they 100%. knew that there were, Jason was the one that was across everything. He yep. knew there was a difference. Obviously speaking to Jordan, in the Eagles yeah. sheds, like getting to know him because he did mention that he was one of the best guys that sort of assimilated him into NFL life. It's like these guys have got to be there in Vegas for that double header. No but, doubt. But if you've got a chance to get Tom Brady, you're getting Tom Brady. Well, let's go to the helmet to helmet uh, aficionado. Tourist, Brooksy, is there, is there any uh, validity in what he's saying? I think he's absolutely right. So Tom Brady, see you later. Well, we all know what we got with Tom Brady. The, uh, I don't know how much Tom Brady moves the no. dial in terms of getting new people to do new things. Yeah, you've got the Tom too. But he's got – if Tom Brady's over in, in America and people are listening to Tom Brady, so he'd, he'd have more – He's not going to care well, about What's he doing? No, I know, he's, but I'm just saying he'd have more pull. Mm, if Tom Brady got in there and said, you've got to go and watch this game of rugby league. Well, yeah, I don't know about he'd have more pull. These really? guys – Brian, I knew nothing about the Kelsey brothers three weeks ago. And now they're popping up in my feet. I, I just yeah. love them. They are just great talent. The current players, yeah. they've got a weekly show. They're doing stuff. Tom's sort of zero yeah, right 100%. now until next season. Yep. I think these are you guys. Okay. Yep. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Let's go to the Spart man who's been waiting very, very patiently. Hello, Sparty. No Spart. No Spart? Oh, here he is. Here he is. There he is. I got you. 
got you. Re- um, regarding RCS, um, Ronnie Coote's frequency, I was with a really good mate of mine about two years ago, and we ran into another group of his friends, and I got to know a bloke there. And he was espousing three to four a week. He's 55 years old, right? Mm. Childhood sweetheart. Now, there was two things. Immediately, I called him Triple P, Purple Patch P, thinking that it was just something, right? Anyway, about a year later, same group of people were at a wedding and his wife was there, and he undersold it. She not only um, confirmed said activity, but said it was more like four to five. So, never give up. Never give up, folks. No. I know a former Adelaide Ram into his, uh, no pun intended here, uh, <laughs> who is well into his 50s. Not well into his 50s, but he's listening to the program. And he's he's under siege trying to keep uh, up. Yeah, but is this, is this a new relationship? Yeah, new yeah, relationship. Yeah, well, that doesn't count. Yeah. This is, this is tw- over 20, what is it, 30 years? 97. There you go, 26. Mm. Yeah, 26 yeah. years. 26 years of three-day porking. Yeah. Far yeah. out. There's a song in that. Cheap <laughs> uh, one, 26 Sparty, years of porking. You've lit the board up. Thank you very much, mate, and we Good appreciate you, Sp- your patience. Hey, Sparty, you been down to uh, our pie shop lately? Yeah, I went there the other day. Yeah. I got out of my lane. I got out of my lane. I went funky. Got the one with the, with the uh, tomato in it and burnt the top of my mouth. Oh, <laughs> yes. And then wash, yes. it, wash it down with a jam donut. Nah. With any, what, what I found were they... The jam donuts where they've actually injected both sides of the donut. Because sometimes they only go one and it only goes probably one-eighth through the middle. But when you get double penetrated either side, <laughs> when you get DP'd on yeah. either side with the jam needles, yeah. oh, stop the fight. Yeah. Sparty, stop well, the fight. By the way, um, and many people will agree with this, this is heavy summer content, but pineapples and tomatoes, cold only, thank you. They should never be hot items. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. It's breakfast. the run home with Joel and Fletch. What? English breakfast. Roasted tomatoes. You're off your head. Nah, it's the run home with Joel and Fletch. Yeah, welcome back to the run hour with Joel and Fletch. The trade hour, thanks to AMS Safety, your Australian-owned workwear and PPE provider. Looking forward to Shawnee Omrod not too far around the corner. Chris Orr, who the founder of Pacific Sports Management and was the manager of Jordan Mylata, whose Eagles have just won over the reigning champs, the Chiefs, and star jockey, champion jockey, James McDonald, who was the jockey of the spring. We're going to catch up with him a little bit later in the program as well. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Um Mystery Man says, Shug, you're officially a Swifty. Uh, your daughter should be so proud, mate. I actually, I don't really care for Taylor Swift, to be honest. She doesn't get me. But these boys are good characters. Uh, good characters, that's for sure. G'day, Sugar and Fletch. Tomatoes are both a fruit and a vegetable. It's entirely reasonable to eat tomatoes. Heated says, Bob. Yeah, I'm with you, Bob. Off your head, sugar. Have to have cooked tomato with a big breakfast and pineapple on a pizza with anchovies, pepperoni, mushrooms. Yum, says Palms Redman. What about when you throw a, like the tin of tomatoes in your spaghetti bowl? I don't mind that. Well, there you go. Yeah. Contradiction cane, I call him. <laughs> it's a run home with C-C. Joel and Contradiction Kane. <laughs> I'm breaking back with more. Welcome back to the run home with Joel and Fletch. We're on YouTube now, so search Joel and Fletch and... Subscribe. It's a run over Joel and Fletcher. All thanks to Hyundai, the Hyundai Kona N-Line. Imagine to be bold. But time to make it look easy with our man from Sportsbet, the aficionado named Shawnee Omrod, the coal miner. Hello, Shawnee. Joel Kane, I'm with you with the uh, the warm pineapple. Um, yep. I can't be with you with the tomatoes, though. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Don't you just love it? You can't, you can't beat like a really good fried tomato 
for breakfast, Fletch. You really can't yeah, I'm, eat it. I'm with you. Mate, tomatoes at its absolute Colin best, Bradman best, mate of mine, Kane best, whatever you like, when it's on a bit of toast, yep. doused in butter, yep. thinly cut, cold from the fridge, salt and pepper on top. No further questions, Your That's Honor. That's fantastic. I like that. But what about this? Mm. What about some bread, some butter, some crispy bacon, some eggs that are just slightly runny yeah. with a hot roasted Roma tomato with pepper and salt and then a little bit of Worcestershire sauce on it. Oh. So you think the, the tomato in its Holy pure form... Hell, Brian. I'm, I'm <laughs> it's at its best in that format. No, I'm saying hot and cold. I could go either yeah, way. But when is it at its best? For me? Yes. What I just said. The old big English breakfast. Where do you stand here, Cole Miner? You know what? I don't know what it's called, but if you go to like a really nice Italian restaurant, it's like a, it's it's almost like a minced tomato on a nice bit of sort of um, bruschetta sourdough. Bruschetta. Can't beat it. Bruschetta. What do you mean? Form, you don't know what it's, it's a called. Form of bruschetta, but it's more uh, form of, a, of bruschetta. It's more of like a uh, yeah, well, tomato is very versatile. It is very versatile. versatile. Um, I like that. What you're what you're doing. Yep. Um, I just like it in a caprese salad. Yes. You know, a little bit of basil, mm. salt and pepper. Salt yep. and pepper and olive oil are the key for the tomato. But caprese salad, again, is cold, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if that's the best type of cheese, so the white of the cheese. Burrata. That's the healthier cheese. Okay. Yes. Well, Anyway, uh, Shawnee, what do you got? Well, hang on. Before we get into this, before oh. we get into this, I just got a text coming through. This is the Central Coast Tiger. Fletch, a side note, for the Christmas prawn heads, just flush the buggers down the toilet. Boom, gone, no smell. Which brings me on to this. So this is an American article that came across my desk, and it's directed at you, all you plumbers, especially you, Dunny. Stop overcharging us. Um, what about this? So for many plumbing companies, Brown Friday, this is in America, marks the busiest day of the year, averaging 50% more calls than the average Friday. So it's after Thanksgiving. <laughs> So when Thanksgiving weekend happens, which is coming up this weekend, 21% or more calls for service in the average Thursday to Sunday period. Often the case is that a house already has partially clogged drains that go unnoticed until Friday, until holiday guests arrive and they overwhelm the system. Yes. So plumbers, just they're just sitting back. Waiting for Brown. They're watching the NFL and they're just waiting for Brown. What's, so you've got Black what's Friday. it called? Yeah. Brown Friday. Brown Friday. Because <laughs> <laughs> Thanksgiving's on Thursday. <laughs> Rather than Black Friday, you've got Brown Friday. I'm sure plumbers... It's like Boxing Day. Boxing Day at my joint. Very similar things. Yeah. Bo- boxing Day. <laughs> boxing Day. <laughs> but you do, you do tend to... And that, that's, that's right, because you get more guests coming over. You get the crazy yes. aunties, the uncles, the kids putting stuff down the brazo. Yep. And then uh, the roots, see, the roots get into the old earthenware pipe. Yes. Plastic pipe, fine. Yep. Earthenware, roots get in looking for water. They get in little and they grow. From little things, big things grow. Big things grow. And and the big cables can't get down. (laughs) (laughs) You know what the worst is? People putting wet wipes down the brazo. Yeah, because they've mm. been caught out without having toilet paper there. They've had to improvise. They've gone the wet wipes. Some people don't give a shit. I'd say give a shit. They don't give a shit because what they're doing, because it's easier on the backside, yeah. they don't care about what's further down the oh. system. So they go, oh, this is good. I've seen it. I've seen but, it but and I'm not happy with it. Have you seen it? When I was in the industry. Oh, I thought you were watching. With the prawn heads. Yeah. Is that play on? Well, not, no. You can't be doing <laughs> the, that. The prawn heads is not play on. You can't. No. But they're just going back to where they come from, ultimately. <laughs> no, it's, no, it's not. It's not gonna, the prawn heads aren't going to get in because they'll get caught on the roots. They'll they? get caught on the, oh, the wet wipes and also the little white mouse. You know what I'm saying? Oh. The ladies, oh. sanitaries. Oh. 
Can't be throwing them down the brazo either. No. Wrap them up. No. Put them in the bin. Yes. Or put them in the sinkerator. In the sinkerator. Prawn heads. Mm. Things can't go to... Or throw them in your neighbour's bin. <laughs> Sorry, Shawnee. I just had to get this. Is there, uh, no, is there a general rule with what can go down there, Fletch? Like, I'm, I'm enjoying this plumber chat, by the way. Like, is it, you know, is there a certain rule of what can and can't go down? Have you got a rhyme for us? Or... No, just to- toilet paper. paper. Anything that will break down... Because okay. you can't be throwing the worst are sanitary pads and wet wipes and paper towels. Can't be throwing them mm. down the brazo. No. And as Western Sydney makes a good point here, apparently the uh, the tomato is not a good friend to gout. The, no, because it attacks the uric. Awful yes. friend. Awful friend. Awful of gout. friend. Yeah. 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 Gout's no good. But you, there's pills you can take now for gout that just gets rid of it in 24 hours. Wow. Did you see? Did you read the other day about a, a bit of a hack for people with headaches? They reckon if you've got a blasting headache, turn the bath on, put your sit in there, and just put your feet only in it. Apparently, the headache goes like that. I don't believe that. You don't believe? Well, that? I've heard you got to have a Hillary. <laughs> if you have a Hillary, your headache goes. Really? Worse. Yep. Worse. Nope. Worse. Yeah, it's worse. Worse. It's not. Hundred percent. Builds the pressure. No, no, no. Hillary headache gone. Yeah. That should be. Hillary. That should be uh, Nurofen's new. Thomas. Builds yes. the pressure, doesn't it, Tourist? What A headache in what head? What are we talking about? <laughs> oh, no. He's got you. He's dragged you down, nah, Shawnee. I've got one for you. Watch this. So yeah. on your palm, yep. if you get a headache, in yep. there. Oh. Just massage the hand in there. Yeah. Go, give, go. You give like a verbal for the listener. Wait here. It's a little pressure point. Oh, Fletch. Yeah, yeah oh. give a, the listener a bit of a verbal. I say, listener, on your, on your, put your hand out flat like... Wide, as wide as you can, and it's the thumb area, that line that goes the three, around. The three-point line. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it looks like a – or a goalie it's, line. Yeah. It's where you check, Get in there. Where you check how your steak's cooked. Is it, it's about yes. medium rare sort of section Correct. of the thumb. Yeah. yeah, and then you just press on disco, it. Disco, Dave's doing it. In the Good studio. on you, Disco. Well done, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we've got, which one? <laughs> for the listeners, we've got the uh, return screen with Disco Dave down there in Melbourne. Here he is, got his hands up, yeah. trying to find so the So if you ever get line. a headache, just get <laughs> jam it in there, and it's a breast pressure point. It's an old, uh, it's an old Chinese medicine. It's also one on your on your plates of meat as well. Yes, bottom bottom of your feet. Okay. I love anyway, that. sorry, Sean. Should we chat some uh, some Super Bowl markets after that? Uh, yeah, fascinating yeah. game before in the helmet to helmet action. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs—they were outright fabs before that game. Obviously, went down. They're still five bucks, but Philly have trimmed up from five fifty into five. So we can't split the two teams. The uh, the brothers brothers Kelsey can't uh, can't split them. San Fran still sniffing around at five dollars fifty though. Uh, Hang on, Shawnee. Hang on. Sort of, Yo, so, sorry. Uh, the press conference is on now, right now, with Patrick Mahomes. He looks a little bit uh, upset and defeated, clearly having lost by four points. Let's cross live briefly for that. Yeah, I, I don't know what happened. It was just the Eagles were just so much better than the Chiefs. And I mean, I I threw three balls that were out of whack. Tony Gustafson, welcome. <laughs> 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 I can't do a comic for <laughs> Thanks, Shorty. Uh, what, what, sorry, mate. Back to you. <laughs> uh, no, no, that's that's all from the helmets. Well, you got the uh, you got the great man J Mac coming up. Can we get a few? Uh, can we get some mail from uh, directly oh, yes. his mouth? He's got six six rides tomorrow at Warwick Farm. Three favourites, would you believe? Um, and the other three are well in the market. So uh, get some mail from the great man before he jets off to Hong Kong to no doubt dominate over there. Yeah. Can we get a bingo up for our listeners, Shawnee, for J-Mac mm. to have X amount of placings? 
Yeah, okay. I reckon we can do something like that, Shul. We've always can we trial the, that uh, with the, the racing? challenge is always one. He'll be uh, he'll be very short in that. Having a look at some of the uh, some of the price of his rides, but let's get a bingo up for you. Perfect. He's, hear his voice like, oh, there's another job we've got to do. He, he tried, yes. Oh, but we've got, we've got the job challenge, and then he's sort of oh, okay. We'll do the bingo. Um, uh, what like else a you got? Short ball there, the jockey challenge. No, don't worry yeah. about it. Keep the jockey no challenge. Uh, what about the? Um, what else have you got? Uh, Normally bets wise. <laughs> no, I want to hear more from the great man Patrick Mahomes. If I'm honest, what do you got for us? In fact, we've got to go, sorry. Tourists are saying we're going to go. Yeah, Disco yeah. Dave saying we're going to go. We do have to go, but we'll get back to these novelty bits shortly. <laughs> Shawnee, thank you once again. We appreciate it. See you, boys. See you, Paddy. <laughs> See you, Paddy. Make it look <laughs> easy with Sportsbet. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Now, number two, the run home with Joel and Fletch, but most importantly, your good self, the listener. And welcome to our New Zealand listeners joining us the first time this afternoon through SENZ. For you listeners over there, text 8833. Uh, and a big shout-out to you to get involved into the program. If you've missed the first hour, of course, the podcast shall be waiting for you through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or you can just download the SEN app as a way to do that. Now, we're peeling the back of the curtain as well on YouTube, so simply search Run Home with Joel and Fletch and watch all your favourite moments from the show. Coming up with the show still, Chris Orr. We've just watched the match of the Super Bowl rematch or replay, or rematch, whatever you wish to call that. They've certainly met again where the result, very different. And Nick Sirianni's Eagles, 21, defeat the Chiefs, 17. There at um, Chiefs Stadium, what do they call Arrow. Chiefs? Arrowfield. 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 Um, now, Tourist, there's a text oh. come through from Dennis the Dog, and he said, fact, the Tourist is going to owe Dennis the Dog. Fly, Eagle, fly. Well, just remind the listeners what the bet was. I think it was the 49ers versus the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. I think that's what I said. And you're having a bet. Dennis, double, just, yeah, text in and let me know if that's true, because I can't, I can't exactly remember what I said Just yesterday. go through his history. Oh, yeah, good point. Go through his history. Well, if you, no, probably easy to get the, the dog just to text through. What was the bet, Dennis? The dog? Uh, 49ers over Eagles, no chance. So he thinks the, I think the 49ers will be in the Super Bowl. He thinks the Eagles. And we, against... Against probably the Chiefs, but we didn't have to say who it was against. Oh, okay. We just, just said, who's getting to the Super Bowl? All right. If, if came on with the rank joke, the gout joke, uh, before the news, and uh, Nafo from Karua says, if def- definitely wasn't getting the three times a week. Nah. <laughs> wasn't in Brooksy's gang. No, it wasn't in Brooksy's <laughs> gang. Uh, as I said, coming up with the show, Chris Orr, former manager of Jordan Mylata and uh, James McDonald. Can't wait to catch up with James McDonald, who I think one day will retire as the greatest jockey that we've seen here in Australia. Feel free to uh, disagree with that. Plenty of NRL news to get through to. So, Disco Dave, let's do this. It's an NRL news update. Subscribe to SEN League on YouTube and the SEN Podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. All righty, here we go. So, Corey Oates set to... Well, he has. Corey Oates, in fact, has... Resigned with the Broncos. This is via the Broncos website. He signed a one-year extension for 2024. 118 tries from 201 games for the Broncos. His 118 tries rank him fourth in the club history, and he's looking to pass Mick Hancock, who sits two in front of him on 120, and Darren Lockyer, 122. Uh, he hopes to do that in 2024. He doesn't want it to be his last season in the NRL after a tough, tough 2023, where he played only nine games due to injury. This time last year, Fletch, people were talking about him moving into the back row. 
Well, he's tried that. So a couple of years, I think when Kevy first got there, he put him in a back row and, yeah. and Corey Oates himself said, I didn't realise how tough it was. He said, getting back off the line, you know, moving up and coming back. So, But you'd think he'd be in the race for us, a wing spot with Jesse Arthurs. Yeah, but it's hard because you've got, well, Jesse Arthurs, he had an outstanding grand yeah. final, didn't he? Yeah, well, he, him and Selwyn will be the wingers. And then you've got your Nassoi Marinanas or Capitan, so Capitan. Yeah, Dean Marino, will. I think he'll just jump in to replace... Herbie, because he was a centre. Yep. He was signed as a... As a you know, saw him? Yes. Yes. He was a centre, and the, the the games have seen him, he's been very good, so he'll just slot in there. there there's a case, and I, I don't wish this to be the case for the Broncos, but there is a case for re- regression, isn't there? Like, Fox League, live every game. Big loss. Every round, Flegler. Yep. He's gone. Herbie's gone. Eyebrows are gone. Palacio. Keenan's gone. It's a challenge. They pick up the young fellow from the Roosters, front row, Fletcher Baker. Fletcher Baker, yeah. Flegler had a – speaking about grand finals, he had a terrific grand final. Um, the biggest loss is Herbie. Yeah. Herbie was – Herbie was in um, – just coming out of out of the backfield. You're toying with the idea of Dolphins playing top eight. Yeah. I'm tossing up. I've got a few sneaking in. I see the Dolphins as a very similar side in their makeup. Once you get Herbie there and to the Sharks, I feel like they're a similar side. I just think Young Katoa is better for the run. He's now played another yep. series. He's only still nineteen. You know, he sort of fell away, but that was to be expected. Yep. Tough, tough game. Uh, sorry, it's tough for a half, especially at that age, to get used to week in, week out mm-hmm. footy. So, I I do like them. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't mind them either. Uh, of course, you've got Ezra Mim and Reynolds in the halves. Herbie Farmworth to the Dolphins is a big loss. The question is who replaces him. We think maybe Dean Mariner. This just in via the West Tigers media release. The West Tigers is delighted to announce that Charlie Staines has signed a new playing contract with the club ahead of the 2024 National Rugby League season. The new TU deal will see Staines remain at the West Tigers through until at least the end of 2025 season. What positions Charlie Staines, in your view? Winger. Yeah, he's a winger. Great winger. winger. Good winger. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. He had that pretty awful injury. Yep. <laughs> Didn't it? What are you laughing at, Brooks? Uh, every time we discuss him, I think you go down that The lockjaw? No, not the lockjaw. Oh. No, the pierced bowel. Yeah. Oh, yes. He's had a rough trot. He has he? a massive... Run. No, the, the lockjaw was after he scored four. Yeah. He was just laughing. He said he was laughing my head off. <laughs> and I couldn't close my mouth. Hmm. Anyway, he, he, that's good news for West Tigers and good news for Charlie Staines. <laughs> Matt Moylan, who's had a great career, Fletch. Yep. He's uh, departing the Shark. We spoke about that yesterday, but he signed a two-year deal with the Lee Leopards. The Lee Leopards coached by Adrian Lamb. They won the Challenge Cup last year with Lockie Lamb kicking the winning field goal. Many people are telling me over there, we're going to try and catch up with Trevor Hunt, who is a legendary BBC broadcaster. He might be joining us at the Sporting Globe on Thursday. If you want to come down to the Sporting Globe, we'll be down there tomorrow as well, Fletch. You're down there with... We know who Fletch Professor. 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 Tomorrow. So come down to the Sporting Globe if you wish to catch up with Brian and the Professor. I'll be there with Socky on Thursday. So the Sharks have released Matty Moylan from the last year of his deal. Moylan played 191 NRL games with the Panthers and the Sharks. And this comes through. Fox Sports reporting, the Sharks have given Tracy permission to explore the open market. Connor Tracy we talk of. Former Sharks coach Shane Flanagan has expressed interest in Tracy joining 
the Dragons. Oh, we, we spoke about this yesterday. We spoke about this yesterday. You're happy as the as the unofficial recruitment officer for the Tigers. Yes. Let's go all in. Yep. On Tracy. Drop off on Olam. Yeah. Drop off there. Sharkies, you need power. You need punch. Sean Bloor, he's the one you get. And you've already shown your cards. That you're prepared to see Connor go. And that's probably because Kay Dykes is backing up and at him. He can fill that utility role. And everyone who have seen enough of this kid, Kale Iro, he's an absolute first grader. Hero. Hero. Pronounce it Kale Hero. Did you, Kevin Hero? That's the... okay. All right. Well, Kale Hero. Yeah. Absolute first grader. Okay. So Connor Tracy, who's a terrific addition to a team, you can't tell me with the greatest respect to um, Justin Olam, Connor Tracy's in a better fit. And you can't tell me the Sharks don't need Sean Bloor. For me, how to win friends and influence people. Dale Carnegie, Brian, win-win is what you're after. Mm. That is a win-win trade. I was thinking about this driving home. And, you know, we do make fun of the Tigers, but, you know, I've yeah. got a soft spot for the Tigers. Yeah. I was thinking Connor Trace would be great. And what I, would, what I really wanted is the Tigers to get Luke Metcalf. Yep. From the Warriors. Don't mind that. That's – I think he's – Un- unbelievable player, and having Benji there because yep. at the moment he's a running, he's running game. Yep, he doesn't know how good he's going to be. That's right. He just gets the ball. I reckon Benji will be able to teach him about the ball playing. But he's, I reckon he's a pure, he's a pure five eight. Like Ezra Mam, who carved up the grand yep. final, he's hardly a ball playing five eight. No, it's just a running five eight. Jerome Luai, largely a running five eight. That's the more recent recipe. Speed. Metcalf's got all of that because so. they've got they've got um. Tamari Martin still over there yep. at six. Yep. They've got, got Ronnie Volkman there. Ronnie Volkman, Sean Johnson's still there. Harris Tavita's come back. Harris Tavita's come back, correct. I'll be asking if I can. Yep. Or just inquire. Well, he's a first grader, right? So he's. Anyway, we'll find out how that plays out. Uh, the Sharkies. Well, this is the other one. I'll tell you who is also an absolute first grader. Debut against the Melbourne Storm, Daniel Atkinson. Oh, yeah. So you're he's big another, raps on him. Yeah, he's another first grader. Fullback 5'8. Again, can do. So Daniel Atkinson, Kay Dykes, they can do what Connor Tracy can do. Mm. Fill that same role. So oh. it makes sense for the Sharks to free up some money there. Um, they want us to talk about the rumour I've heard. Oh, it's actually, it's not, I don't think it is a rumour. I think it could be fact. Wow. Mate, it's, uh, we're going to do it after break. Mm. Give it another tease, Brian. Let's see if the listeners I've can heard, guess. I've heard a manly great is back in training. Yeah. But... With an old nemesis. No way. Think of who Manly despised the most, especially in the 80s. Please to- don't say, here we go again. Please do not <laughs> use the terms, here we go again. Yep. No way. The motion goes sliding in. How confident are you? Very, very confident. So when you say Manly great, how great? R- retired Manly great. How great? Probably one of the best ever. One of the best ever. Go to a break because I don't want to spill the beans. Here we go again. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is the way to have your say. It's the run home with Joel and Fletch. And there's some big breaking news, including some famous Sydney clubs. are breaking back with more. Welcome back to the run home with Joel and Fletch. We've got a true champion coming up a little bit later on. James McDonald, Chris Orr, who was the former manager of Jordan Mylata, who's won today for the Eagles. He's going to join us. A little bit later on as well. Heaps of texts coming through. Brian wants Metcalf to join the Tigers. Will says, leave the calf at the Warriors, boys. 
And then um, Statsy from Freshwater, who was our Tuesday, Teamless Tuesday man, and he yep. came up with a song. I think he's missing Teamless Tuesday, Brian. He which, is. What does he say here? He said, didn't Tina Turner sing, We don't need another hero, hero. <laughs> Talking but about you do. Cronulla, hero. Apparently, Cronulla do need. Uh, weird facts, too. We wanted some fun facts coming through. What, did you know this, Brian? No. A weird fact, the king of hearts is the only king in the card pack without a mo. Got a mo, let him go. If they got a mo, let him go. So we like that one. We like that one. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy is the way to have your say. But look, I can't ignore this anymore, Brian. Yeah. And look, to be brutally honest with you, I'd wish to remain at arm's length because this is going to blow up. You have shared this room with me in the break. Yeah. And it's a scurrilous room. Okay. So after, I would say, 94, 94, 93, since 93. Are you sure you want to do 30 this? years, this man has been involved with probably longer. Are you definitely going to do this? I'm doing this. You're going to go live on air. This is not like a podcast where you can delete no. it later on. No. Disco, play the stinger, please. Rumour Tuesday. On the run right. home with Joel and Fletch, it's time for Rumour Tuesdays. Uh, just to be clear, yes. my, my legal team have advised me I want no part of this. That's fine. That's fine. Western Sydney Eagle, he he texts through, I bet this manly rumour is bullshit. <laughs> Don't know why I said it like that, but that's why I reckon he wanted to say it in context. How, how confident <clears throat> okay, are you? Okay, I'm just going to spill the beans. I'm ripping the Band-Aid but do you, off. Do you believe this rumour is to be yep, true? Yep, it's 100% true. Really? 100%. Really? Yeah, unless something will fall down, but my spies tell me. The great Stephen Menzies has left the nest. No. He's going to Port Macquarie with Parramatta. What? Next week, he will be at Parramatta. He's going up there for a three-day camp at Port Macquarie. So you reckon he'll... He's be, left Manly. He'll be spotted in Parramatta. Blue and gold. No. Never fold. He, he will be walking around in public Yep, in the colours blue and gold. Definitely. Port Macquarie next week. That's all I'm saying. Anyone from Port Macquarie, if you're listening, if the missile... Might go back home and have a look. No. Nah. <laughs> Stephen Beaver Menzies nah. will be in Parramatta colours within a week. Physically in colours. Physically in... Nah, I'm not, I'm not having it. There you go. Mate, he's one of the... He's, he's a bloody ornament. He's got a stand named after he's him. He's a prized icon at Manly. Beaver. They wouldn't let 180 him 180 tries. Is almost it, 500 first grade games. Is it because Alex Johnston passed him last year? With now 187. He wants to get that third place. In all reality, that. yeah, that's a fair call. In all reality, is he definitely trying to play? Stephen Menzies yeah. will be in Parramatta Colours within a week. Within a week. I can't believe this. Yep. Uh, Western Sydney Eagle. I'll put a carton on it. That's crap. <laughs> Western Sydney Eagle. So all right, I'll have a carton with you. There we go. I'll have two cartons with you, Western Sydney Eagle. But he must. We must see a photo of him the Beaver in Parramatta colours. Yep. Really. There you go. I don't want to go any more into it. I've said it. It's a rumour Tuesday, but I'm supremely confident you will see Steve Beaver Menzies, who's got a stand named after him at Brookvale or Four Pines Park, as they like. Yeah, that's massive. Manly fans, what do you think of this? One three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Uh, Manly management, do you wish to have your say? Mm. Perhaps uh, Beaver Menzies himself would like to explain. Stephen Menzies and the arch rivals. I've never seen you so bullish about one. I'm That's... very bullish. I'm bullish. And it's not bullshitish. How close to the source has this come? Very, very close. Very close. So if I wanted to have a financial bet with you, Brian, yep. 
and what would you really do with it? But how far would you go? <laughs> the great Lizzie Steed, she's all over it. <laughs> ah, so Lizzie confirming? Lizzie's confirming it. Okay, all right. Well, Lizzie Steet. Okay, we'll find out very, how that all plays smart. out. Very, smart. Elizabeth, uh, well done. Um, yes, yeah, so that's my rumour that Steve and Menzies will leave Manly after being there for over 30 years and will join Parramatta, the blue and gold. Wow, I can't believe this. Uh, it is a scurrilous rumour, we must say, to be fair, uh, legally, to say on air that we have not been confirmed with this. Brian's gone very hard after it, but we will see how that all plays up at major news relating Manly and the Parramatta Reels. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy or text 0457 736 736 and what's this is one? the way to do that. Boys, I hope you got on and stopped talking about Beaver. What's that? What is that? Was there a tip? Uh, 842, did I miss a tip? Uh, Long time listener on the podcast, first time caller texter. Uh, no, he didn't tip. He didn't tell us the tip. 842. You didn't give us the tip. We've gone through the history here. Uh, not an Ewart anymore, just smash it to win and head to Mr Wong's. What but was you, that? You haven't given us the tip, though. You said you've got an Ewart without the tip. Oh, no. Mm. Oh. Yeah, he did. He did. If you go down. Yeah, this is a good point. Newcastle, Andy, race six, number six. Oh, okay. Andy's got a point. Okay. Does Beaver know uh, Cliffy doesn't play for para? There you go. That's a fair point. Uh, Tommy, this is a good one from Brendan. Little rare facts, fun facts and records. Tommy Sauce, a.k.a. Ketchup. Don't call it ketchup. This is what he's calling it. Well, Brendan, we don't call it ketchup. Tomato sauce, a.k.a. Ketchup, was first sold as a medicine for an upset tummy. Yeah. There you go. Here we go. Andrew. Andrew, Fletcher, off your head. I'll go three cartons. Okay. This is uh, interesting to see how this. Oh, plays Andrew! Out. Sorry, Andrew says I spoke to the great Beaver yesterday. It's a G up. Very bullish on Manly in 2024. It's half true, Fletch. He's not leaving, but he could don the colours. Uh, Mike, this is the rumour I heard. Beaver is leaving Manly and going to Parramatta. Wow! I can't and he's going for a camp at Port Macquarie. Sorry, tourist. What do Three you Three day camp at Port Macquarie. Do you know who Beaver is? I, now, your mic's off, tourist. I'm aware of who Stephen Beaver Menzies is, but mm. my question is about him, because I've only been interested in the sport for 18 months. Why? Mm. How did he get the nickname Beaver? I heard it was after Leave it to Beaver. Mm. I'm hoping that's it, and not, <laughs> and not the other one I heard. <laughs> no. Knowing Beaver, that's what it was? The kid from Leave it to Beaver? Leave it to, what's Leave it to Beaver? That's what I heard, but I don't know. What's Leave it to Beaver? It was an old TV old show. It, it feels a bit like what we've just gone through with Snoop Dogg Fletch, mm. where he said he was off the smoke and everyone thought he was uh, not going to be doing weed anymore, yeah. but he was actually advertising a new barbecue that has no smoke. Ah, uh, okay. So what's... Oh, no. is, there a, is there a loophole? Is there a catch? Uh, what's the news on Brownie, Nathan Brown? He's leaving the Eels. Nathan Brown, the coach. Coach. Where's he going? Yes. Uh, he's, he's left the club. He's going to the Gold Coast. Ooh. With his family, oh. not the Titans. He might okay. be wearing Titans colours up there. No, hang on, he's hang not on. Actually... So he's moving to the Gold Coast? Yeah. Nathan Brown? Yep. There was I... a media release this morning. Have you found it? Okay. Well, you find that. Well, cause, because no time Gary's on the text. He said, hi, boys. Uh, this talk around Manly losing Beaver to Parramatta. Uh, NTG saying, could he be taking over Nathan Brown's job? 
the elite pathways no. coaching director will leave the no. club and relocate to the Gold Coast with his family. Eels GM of football, Mark O'Neill, says it's been an absolute pleasure having Nathan at our club. He's brought an enormous amount of experience to our elite pathways program and helped accelerate the development of our players in those programs. Okay. Could, could, could he be involved with the Dolphins from the Gold Coast or no? Yeah, Tony out the road. Out the road because he's close to Pedro O'Sullivan. Wayne Bennett, I dare say, has great reverence for, for Brownie. I wouldn't write that off. Mm. If okay. you live in the northern part of the Goldie. Mm. Let's go to the open line. Muzz is there from Winston Hills. Hello, Muzz. Muzza. Hey, boys. How are you? Going good, Muzza. That's the way. Yeah, well, you guys called me. <laughs> you guys called me about an hour ago, but I thought I'd ring you back. Um, look, <laughs> a, a very bold prediction. Great. Yeah, I know. Great, great uh, chat on the Eels front there. Bold prediction, fellas. Yeah. Okay, Muzz. Eels, Eels top six. Eels top six. Okay. I'm calling it. I'm calling it. Ooh. Old prediction. Come on, jump on board. Okay. Okay. I can't. I can't do it. Where are you <laughs> calling us from? Are you calling us from a shower with the water turned off? <laughs> I could be, Fletch. I could be. No, no. I'm on the AirPods, mate. They're not. They're not too great. But, nah, um, that's all right. You, I got the bod- You get the bodgy ones from Wish. <laughs> Mate, I must have got the ones. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. all good. Nah. Loving the show, the Sarvo. But um, you know, and a great win by the Aussies over India. And it takes, I have to say, it takes a knock like that. Well, there was two, two really good knocks. Obviously, the Maxwell knock with a double ton, and then obviously uh, Travis Head. The Bombs have got Basball. Well, they think they got Basball. They got Travball. He plays like that every single time. Fantastic, fellas. Beautiful. Yeah, it was good. Muzz, thank you very much, Thanks, mate. Muzz. We appreciate that. one 1170 Yeah, Andy's not happy. He said, if I see Beaver in an eel shirt, he's going to smash him, he reckons. Yeah, uh, Andy. Andy. Okay. Well, that, that was... So I noticed Andy hasn't been too scathing on me. He hasn't said it's, it's, it's uh, crap. And, and by the way, Andy, just further to your text, which I can't read out on air for obvious reasons, but Andy, if you're going to offer me a dollar twenty. For that, uh, I will pile in. Absolute oh. Frank morals, uh, morals, I would say there. Lads, with Matt Moreland going in and Wado retired, um, who should Fitzy go after with the freed-up Moolah? Cheers, Budson, of course. They've got Connor Tracy also um, being told. He's free to go as well. So very, very interesting. I think they need a big tilt at a genuine six. Do you reckon, Brian? Yeah, yeah, but I thought, yeah... Trend, I think Trindle can can be the man. Is Jerome Luai a sneaky play here? No, nah, not Fitzy's type, I don't reckon. No? No. no. What about Tommy Dearden? Tommy Dearden is right up Fitzy's alley. Yep. Right up, I think he'd be right up many people's alley. Yeah, I would think so. I would think so there. Uh, the news <laughs> is right up our alley, Brian. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy one you've made us too. laugh there. Uh, that is terrific. This is the run home with Joel and Fletch. It's a run home with Joel and Fletch. Appreciate your company on this Tuesday afternoon. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy to have your say. Text 0457-736-736. Now, we didn't finish off all the NRL news, Brian. Okay. Uh, so let's six to go play on, as they say in the old books. Now, the Bulldogs pull the pin on Siwa Taukeaho deal. 
Well, Brooksy and I were discussing this. Rumour. This was a rumour. Now, this was a legit rumour. Should I tell everyone about the other rumour? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Brooksy and I think that they don't want Siwa because they've got someone else on their mind, someone else in mind. Okay. So and Fanua Blake. He, yeah, okay. This is good you say this because Siwa Takeaho to the Bulldogs is off. Takeaho was offered a two-year deal at the Bulldogs provided he passed a physical. Takeaho failed his physical due to a foot injury. Well, we never heard that before. You know, Fernando, drums, beat. Yes. So we're starting to think, ah, uh, Bulldogs, right, we'll just get one year. Because CY's manager said, well, I'm, coming. I'm not leaving for one year. Yep. I want a two-year deal. Yep. All of a sudden, AFB, got to go to a Sydney club, the Warriors said. Yep. Spring rolls, Canterbury Leagues, dump it in the plum sauce, <laughs> get it caught in your little uh, rank horse ring. Boom. What about this then? So the Warriors <laughs> will release Adam Fanua Blake, the man to which you mentioned, but only to a Sydney club. Tick. I've got a conspiracy theory here. I love it. Rugby league's so competitive. Days of our lives stuff. Yep. The gun guru recruitment manager, Peter O'Sullivan, was at the Warriors. Was at the Warriors, correct. Right. He's one of the best out there. When all of a sudden the gun fullback wanted to return to Queensland. Sexy eyes. The Warriors stipulated they would release him but only to the Broncos. Yep. Which means he can't go and reacquaint himself with Peter O'Sullivan. Oh. Now, all of a sudden, the Warriors will release Adam Fanua-Blake, but only to a Sydney club. They wouldn't just let Reese Walsh go to a Queensland club. It was specifically the Broncos. And now Adam Fanua-Blake, who, by the way, apparently he wanted to come home for personal reasons anyway, yeah. which home would be, if you're leaving... The Warriors, you're not going to Melbourne, the Cowboys, the Queensland clubs. You're going to Sydney. But they've stipulated that, uh, which does stack up with your rumour Tuesday that maybe he could be on the radar for the Bulldogs. There you go. There you go. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up with the Bunnies. Tommy B retiring. Yep. I guess the Warriors could be enticed with a trade or something as yeah. well. So maybe some Kiwi forwards. Like, for instance, I think it was the Warrior-Holic called up, said Leo Thompson would be a nice yep. swap. Yeah, you've, you've like mentioned if, him a couple of times. Some, you love him, don't you? No, I, I'm just thinking about the scenario. Like, it, it would be hard to get, let's say, an Aussie with a family just to pack up yeah. in here and go without them testing the free, free agency market because if it's, it's going to be a trade. Newcastle don't – Newcastle not a Sydney club. That's true, but there could be a, look, we'll get you close mm. and this will get you there and you can see out your contract in Newcastle and maybe sign a... a Jeez, the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where's the Sydney Eagle? Uh, he goes, actually, scratch the cartons. <laughs> if the rumour turns out to be some banged up sideways G up, I want an A-grade cap. <laughs> yeah, but what do I get? What do I uh, get? Eagle? If it is true, all I said is that he's leaving Manly mm. and he will be wearing Parramatta colours and he's going away well, with Parramatta, with next, Parramatta week. next week to Port Macquarie. To a three-day camp, okay. Uh, just on the Bulldogs still, we sort of touched on this yesterday, Daily Telegraph reporting Cameron Seraldo considering swapping Burton from halves to centre. Do you like that, Brian? Hallelujah. Yep. So Hallelujah. Who, so who does that open up for the halves? You've got Sex on Legs, the halfback. The answer. The answer. True. Yeah. Drew Hutchinson. Oh, the answer. The answer. Yeah. Anyone else? 
Uh, yeah, they've got Kurt Mann. Yep. He could play a little bit of six. Yep. Blake Tough. Yeah. Putting him oh, at one. Yeah. No, I, I want Kiraz on the wing, uh, on, on the fullback. That's not going to happen. Blake, we, Ta- Blake Taff's your obvious, yes. obvious uh, choice. Unless Critter, unless he's all in on Critter. Nah. Keep he's him in the centres. I know he's a talent, but I just don't think... 23. Nah. I want him in the centres with Burton. Hybrid. Anyway. It's the 21st of November. Do you think we have done every possible backline spine combination mm. with the Bulldogs with all this news that's come out? With players signing, players yeah. to be rumoured, players awesome. swapping. They've got to sort it out before <laughs> Christmas, don't they? <laughs> like, my my spies have told me that Drew has been training at six. <laughs> and how's the house looking? Which house? Is he training it down? No, I didn't get spies? that far. Oh. Didn't get that far. Just in ball work, opposed sessions. I reckon he's a good half. The answer? Yeah. Yeah. When, when he went to seven. Yep. That's when Chooks went on their totally bit of a agree. run. He's got a steady hand, hasn't he? Left foot kick, very yeah. hard to get. Yeah. Left foot kickers. He Him looked, and Sexton Legs, don't mind that. He looked great in 20s, Dragons, halves. Had two ACLs, I believe. Yeah. Maybe a third later on. But he was touted as, you know, being the Strange Dragons. Schoolboy. Yeah. He, um, and we've had him on, on the on the show. Yep. And he's, he's a cracker bloke. He's a cracker bloke, yep. Um, plenty of text coming through, boys. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Here's the way to ha- oh, Rooster Muzz. He said Uber and Bear's Head. <laughs> <laughs> the raptor noises in the movie Jurassic Park are actually recordings of tortoises having you know what a bit of fun time having orgasms. Says Rooster Muzz. No, I don't believe that. Uh, Simon from Balgowney wishing not the, tor- not, not the tortoises I've been involved with. I don't make that sound. <laughs> no. Wishing Ryan Pappenhausen and all the best in 2024, and with the possibility of both the Panthers and the Broncos coming back to the field slightly, Melbourne just might be the team to beat. Simon from Balgowney. I think we're going to bounce back factors from the Bunnies, yep. Chooks and Cows. Yeah, because they've all been at that. They've all been to that level. Yep. And last year was a bit of an anomaly for yep. those three. I agree. I agree with that. Uh, hi guys, we average three to five sessions a week. Married for fourteen years with two Ooh. kids. The secret is who's that to put the kids to bed early and have a crack? Says Ben. Yeah, but what about the paper thin walls? Yeah, that's the issue we have. Mm. The great builder that built our house, Joey Leisha, uh, one of the great Lebanese uh, Maronites of this uh, of the Eastern Seaboard. I oh, know. He, I don't think he put enough insulation in the doors. Oh, righto, righto, Johnny. Calm down. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, you know, noise. Uh, Larry Loudlover. It's <laughs> <laughs> so, so Larry Lennon. <laughs> so you're saying Benny's uh, going to have his, his kids might have a few issues. No, I reckon, down the I, reckon Benny's, from all this I reckon three, Benny's got a, to... Benny's getting involved. Benny's doing a bit of porking in the panic room. Oh. <laughs> yeah. The forged steel room. Yeah. Nothing coming to that. Puts, uh, puts uh, egg cartons on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Leaping Leroy from St. Clair writes, Hey, boys. Rumour Tuesday. You yes. heard it here first. AFB to the Eels via a swap with Matto. Yes. Do you like that? So he's saying that AFB will also be going to the Eels like the Beaver. Like the Beaver. Burton and Hutch, two left-footers. Um, why so? Ask Pedro. <laughs> Two left footers, why do you ask? <laughs> Two dogs. Uh, yeah, but Burton's going to be... Obviously, Burton can still do those big left foot kicks, but in general play, Drew down that... 
left side. Sex on legs. Adrian Prezek on the City Morning Herald. When the NRL returns to Australia from its historic season opening doubleheader in Las Vegas, which happens to be 99 days away, I think, it doesn't want to do so empty-handed. The aim is not only to lure new fans, but also the best athletes who miss the cut to make the NFL. To that end, the NRL plans to run an NFL-style combine, which is used to identify the hopefuls who have the physical attributes to succeed in professional rugby league. The combine invites the best aspiring footballers to a day of testing. Mm. So that's what they plan to do. Uh, Adrian Prezenko from the Sydney Morning Herald writes that. The NRL will want to run a NFL-style combine. Adrian, uh, sorry, Jordan Milano in that podcast with the Kelsey boys, he asked, basically, does he believe many NRL players could convert to the NFL? And he said no. But he was saying absolutely the other way. Other way, yeah. Well, if they're going to do the combine, they can't just do jumping and sprinting and bench press. First of all, can you pass? Yep. Can you catch? And can you stand in front of a bloke when he's running at you? Yep. When he's 130 kilo. Can you put your head where you don't want to put it? Yep. What That's about? probably the biggest thing. Would I you think want, so. If, okay, so devil's advocate here, if you can't pass the ball, would you just totally rule him out? Yes. Yeah, like if, if, if you can't catch uh, and like, play, maybe play a three on two. Yep. No, but hear me out. Would, some of these guys are built for the middle. Like, do you really want some? Like, yeah, you got to be. Up. You can develop like that after a combine. But if you've got someone who can run the ball strong and got a good fan, do a few little agility things as well. I'm only going on could, the fact that when we had the, the two, um, the two fellas from America, the college. This was back in '95, and looking back on it now, like they couldn't catch and they couldn't pass. It was really hard for them. And they couldn't get on side. That was the other thing. Like, we had an off-season with them. Yeah. Then they played. One was better than the other. Marty Patton was a winger. So he was always... But I remember we were playing second grade, and I always remember the referee. Number five, get on side. Yeah. You know, it's just habit to yep. get back on side. But he was constantly... He's like at the line of scrimmage. He was, like, yeah. <laughs> he was just like a third marker, but like... <laughs> like just what, and, they just, and I remember... Um, who was that cat? Oh, Darren Maroon was saying, he's American. He doesn't... And the referee said, I don't give a shit. No. <laughs> but he was all... Dar- he tried to justify it. Yeah, he's going, he's American. <laughs> and the referee's going, I don't care. Tourist... Just uh, for the celebs, and the, obviously we won't get these types of players, but you're a helmet-to-helmet doyen from way back. Yes. You've now come across rugby league and you've immersed yourself. You know every name in the book. If you could identify the type of player who's a superstar in the NFL that you think could most easily adapt to the NFL, who, who would it be? Because those bigger boys just aerobically aren't. Jordan Mailata. Couldn't have a chance. He could, wouldn't have a chance. No, no, you need to be... You can be a big boy. You can be big, but you can't. You have to be have the fitness with you. So there are some of these wide receivers you could say could be great on the wing, like Justin Jefferson, um, Tyreek Hill is like incredibly fast. But I don't know if they're going to be one big hit from the rugby boys and they could snap in half. Like, what about those kick returners? Those punt returners? Yeah, and that could be where you because they can catch. They can catch, and that would be where you target them as well. Because these guys, the punt returners, are never paid well. They're, they're still better than – every single punt returner is still paid better than every single NFL player. But they are the lower echelons of the team. They'll be like the fifth or sixth wide receiver on their team will be the punt returner. But, but they're, they're used to running into a line of defense. Yeah, yeah I think that might be the, 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 the place they go to. 
But I think, I've said this before, we're comparing the NFL and the NRL. We can't compare it. If you're in the NFL, you're getting paid more money as the bottom of the barrel player than you are getting top of the barrel in the NRL. The money is just so huge. Yeah, but there's only 53 of them, isn't there? Yeah, exactly. So, but that's what I'm saying. So we, there's no point targeting the NFL. No, that, that, that's right. But they're, they're no, college. Yes. It's college that's... and it's the XFL and it's all these other avenues of players that can't make it in the NFL but are still good players. But targeting players in the NFL, pointless. But are there any other positions, right? So in the fair dinkum stakes, there's a lot of those positions that you can just put an absolute big fat red pen through. Don't even look at those guys. Quarterbacks, pointless. Yes. All quarterbacks, pointless. Even the athletic ones like Lamar Jackson and, and Jalen Hurts, pointless looking at the Can you make a running back into a centre? Yeah, probably. Yeah, small one, small big stop. Yeah, no, the, the defence. You need to be brought up with it. Yeah. Okay. In, in, in the sense of, def, I reckon you could do it, but you need to have at least two or three years with them. Yes, yes. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. It's a run home with Joel and Fletch. He's been training the house down. It's definitely not both, Omar, because you've actually got to train, train the house down. I'll say Aaron Shop. Joe Dove Peter. Shoppy. Definitely not Mudders. Stimo's come back well as well. Ben Lowe and German Jollop. Benny Lowe. I reckon. Tony's been ripping in. I love going to Canberra and Brian Kelly. Phil. Phil Sammy. Boy, this follow over here. Flicking. Randy. Um, definitely not Seth. Probably a bloke named Ryan Foran. Then like you're talking about. Jalen DeGroote's in very good form at the moment. Body comp's good. <laughs> good looking preseason. Can't wait. Whoever said Can Pereira, they said it quicker than the kid himself. Was that quick? They rattled it off. Shop. Aaron Shop, I think we throw him in. Yeah. He was okay. pretty well nominated there. All right. Put him in there. Put him in. What about both for more? Yeah. Both for more. Little blue boots. Yeah. ACL last year. Yeah. That hurt. You know what? Yeah. Honestly, I reckon his injury, no fault of his, cost Holbrook the job. Good call. I reckon if they charge into the season with the edges being for more and for feeder, mm-hmm. Holbrook is still coaching the Gold Coast Titans, in my opinion. Uh, Jaws is on the text. He said cornerbacks could tr- transition to NRL wingers or centres. Thank you very much, Jaws. And Jaws is, uh, I think he's endorsing the rumour, which is, uh, we are talking about that earlier, Rumour Tuesday. Peter I think Jaws leaving Manly to go to Parramatta. Parramatta. He believes it's true as well. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. It's a run home with Joel and Fletch. Hour number three as we dash home on the run home with Joel and Fletch, a.k.a. Larry Loudlover. Finally, the run home with Joel and Fletch thanks to Hyundai Kona in line. Imagine to be bold. And we welcome the SEN track stations across New South Wales, Queensland, the ACT, to have your say through the socials, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. At Joel Fletch, SEN is the way to do that. And the podcast, if you're listening belatedly, potentially you can share the podcast. Otherwise, if you want to catch up, Apple Podcasts and Spotify is the way to do that. We have a YouTube channel as well. Star champion jockey James McDonald will join us. I'm pleased to say we have been watching today, Brian, the Kelsey brothers go head-to-head in the rematch of the Super Bowl, which is the Philadelphia Eagles taking the Chiefs, to which the Eagles snuck by four. And uh, a man who was part of that victory was Jordan Mylata. Now, how did he end in the NFL? Well, a man who was knowing all about this intimately at the time, he was the manager of Jordan Mylata as he embarked upon and in a real career, there was a transition to the NFL, and this man played a major, major hand in this. His name's Chris Orr from Pacific Sports Management. Welcome to the run home, Chris. How are you, mate? Good, guys. Thanks for having me. Did you catch the game this morning? I didn't, mate. I'm, I'm actually on holidays. <laughs> oh, sorry to bother you. <laughs> Tell us the story, though. It's a fascinating tale where this bloke 
I mean, you can tell us. Was he going to make it in the National Rugby League? Was he not? Did he have to make the move? How did that all play out, Chris? Yeah, look, um, one of my agents had an opportunity to um, look into the NRL for him. At that stage, the sheer size of Jordan, 160-odd kilos and six foot eight, with the new rule changes and so forth, it was just going to be very difficult to continue in the game. So we looked outside the, the box and through my network of contacts, we, we had an opportunity to fly him over to LA and get tested in the NFL pathways. And um, they tell me later about three seconds to sum him up and said, yeah, he's in the program. So, And Chris, how long did he, how long before he got over there, before he picked the game up? Yeah, so from that one-off test, we end up bringing him back here to Australia for about a couple of months of testing and uh, training. Um, but he arrived at IMG Academy back in January, and then for three consecutive months, it was very intense training every day. IMG Academy teaching him the game, getting him to understand, and 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 basically educating him how to play the left tackle role. Wow. And has, has anyone ever done this? Not, I mean, obviously, not just from Australia. Has anyone picked the game up this quick when they haven't grown up with, with American football? Well, not that I can, not that I can uh, recall. My investigations have shown that he's probably one off. I think he's the f- only player to never have had a, had a touchdown or, sorry, a, a one play in any game before being drafted in the NFL. I think there was another gentleman from Germany who played in the German league who was yeah. drafted, but obviously Jordan had never played any uh, minutes in any game before being drafted. You, you hear him now, and he, he's, he's a great singer, and he's obviously a very confident person now, maybe not so back then, but when you look back on him as a youngster, Chris, was he? did he have a different look in his eye? Like, Did you feel as though there was a champion kid behind him, or was he just a regular kid and you... We're quite surprised as to how his journey played out. Look, I think he uh, had a lot of setbacks in those first early years with the the intense training and the, and the, the, it took a toll on his back. But um, from the moment I met him, uh, he's got a great personality, a larger than life personality, and I think he's quite intelligent young man. And I think he was always destined to do something. I mean, he um, landed in a foreign foreign uh, country um completely new to a whole new sport and within four to five years he's um turning himself into a highly uh valuable member of the philadelphia eagles playing in super bowl it's it's a it's a story that someone like russell crowe will take and put on the movies i reckon wow cinderella story yeah hey uh chris what about coming the other way i mean the the nrl are, are talking about having an nrl combine over there in um, America. I was just saying to the boys, in about 1994, Gus brought these two college students over. They were some unbelievable athletes, sprinting, you know, doing cone work and doing all that sort of um, stuff. But when it came to game now, so they, they struggled. Do you think there's any way in the next, say, 10 years we'll see a player who's played NFL come and play NRL. So it wasn't the cone work that got. Sorry, him. I don't mean the. I don't mean the cone work like having a Look, hot. Witches hat, witches hats, Dunny. Before they're, you text in, Dunny, witches hats. Exactly. No, I think they're uh, extremely talented, very focused athletes. I mean, you, 
the 15,000 football college kids a year that finish uh, in college after four years of basically training and acting and playing like professionals. I mean, they're playing in front of 50 to 100,000 people. They're training in state-of-the-art facilities. They're being coached. Um, now, coming to play our code, there are, I think there'd be specific sort of players. We wouldn't be looking for players out, you know, inside our spine. No different. The NFL aren't looking for quarterbacks. We'd be looking at someone who, like, wide receivers, corners, punt returners, big running backs or big fullbacks or tight ends, people that can play back row, front row, centre or wing, in my right. opinion. And but I was going to ask you this, Chris. We, sorry, mate. You, you yeah. Well, the difference is Jordan, when he arrived there, he had to do a specific drill over and over again, but he had to he had to learn from training. He didn't get a chance until the big time that he you know got thrown into the game to learn. At least with our, if we were to bring uh, Americans here, we'd have an opportunity to to blood them and, and educate them in the lower-tier gr- games so we could bring them through a lot slower. What about, um, with the success of Jordan, have you had much contact with teams over there saying, look, we'll fly out and, and watch? Have you got, have you got any big kids who are interested in playing NFL? Was there much, much of that? Well, before COVID, um, we assisted the NFL run the NFL International Combine. And we put uh, satellite combines across Fiji, Samoa, um, Tonga, New Zealand and Australia and quite successfully uh, showcased the number of players to the NFL to go on the Pathways program. Um, I think you know now that COVID's finished and there's an opportunity, I think the NFL would be mad not to look down uh, in New Zealand and Australia for quality athletes. Well, Samoa is the um, most represented per capita in the yeah. NFL country. So there's, there's certainly opportunities, no doubt about that. Uh, what position do you feel in the main if there was a, an, another Australian? I know that Jordan's quite the outlier, but if there was another Australian to crack the NFL in a major way, what what position would, would it be most likely from, from an NRL point of view? NRL heading again to the NFL? Yes, yes. Uh, look, there's a you know, the likes of the Payne Hasses and the I mean Valentine Holmes, um, his uh, opportunities and, and his training uh, um, videos and and testing in those three games. I mean he showcased that he's got something. Um, I think any of our outside backs or any of our middle forwards could, um, you know, if given the opportunity and the and the right. Training could uh, yeah, showcase very well in the NFL. Chatting with uh, Chris Orr, who's a um, major part of Pacific Sports Management. Now, Chris, just on the, the whole idea and plan of attack for the National Rugby League to head to Vegas next year, what's your general views about all of that? Look, I think it's great. I mean, I think that um, us opening the American market uh, to the NRL is, is a great initiative. Um and I think if we're to get the Americans buying in on us, then having Americans playing our code would be number one. And, you know, this combine, I mean, again, the combine is something the Americans are used to as a recruitment tool. They identify with it. They understand it. So putting that into play would be a great idea from the great initiative. Hey, Chris, so you don't um, manage Jordan, like, up, up until then? Like, could you not... Um, look after him, represent him over in the NFL? Uh, we definitely, but COVID come into play. So 
NFL agents obviously have a different contracts and different opportunities. And, yeah. um, you know, Jordan's last contract was done by an NFL US-based agent. Right. And, but and we have got um, the aspirations to continue to grow PSM into that market. Yeah. What What's the... How does it work over there? Can you can you have as many players as you want? Like if you were over in the in the, in the NFL, is there any sort of regulation about how many players are on your books? I don't believe so. I think it's down no. to how many you can you can manage at a time. I mean, some of the biggest agencies over there, CWA, and then they've got quite a lot of uh, clients on their books. But um, I think it's just down to the agent and how many clients he can handle at any one time. Ori, we have a thing, uh, Rumour Tuesday here, don't we, Brian? Yeah, we do. And a listener sent through one, and uh, you are the manager of uh, one of the players Ooh, here. Oh, here we go. Put him on so the spot. one of the listeners Ooh. said that they have a rumour that Adam Fanua Blake will be returning to Sydney right, to the Golden West of Parramatta mm-hmm. in exchange for one Ryan Madison. Oh, hang on. Do you have any views relating to that, Ori? <laughs> Absolutely not oh. happening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not happening. Not absolutely not. No not views, happening. but absolutely not happening. Okay, there you go. So it is Rumour Tuesday. That has been debunked, but you've got a stack of players. I'll tell you another one I, I want to talk about. Talk about Jordan Mylata, which is quite the story. The Mike Acevo story, which is one of your clients. Geez, that's a good yarn, isn't it, Chris? It is. Another tremendous young man who took his opportunities and he's um, put the hard work in and got the results and then... When you see him go back to his his country, his home country, and how much he loves his family and so forth, it's it's great to see. So, or you're you're not just doing rugby league players now, are you? Like you've got swimmers and and all sorts. Yeah, of Yeah, no, we're bran- branching into yeah. um, basketball and uh, obviously the NFL and rugby union and AFL. We did, did our first uh, AFL trade there a couple of weeks ago. So yeah, all branching across all sports at the moment. How is it? What's the difference between dealing with AFL clubs and NRL clubs? Very similar. Um, you know, I was you know given the opportunity to listen in and, and be involved in the trade while my agent, AFL agent, uh, was involved in the process, and it was quite quite interesting to see how that unfolded and how the two uh, different codes have a difference in in these negotiations and how the two clubs were involved at the same time in the trade. Yeah. Uh, I think there's some different learnings out of all codes. I think we could learn something off the NFL. I think we could learn things of the uh, AFL. I think uh, the NRL could teach a few of those codes some different things as well. All right, Ori, which team, which NRL team is the most prickly to deal with? <laughs> <laughs> mate. Or just mate. make the sound of the mascot. Man in we'll Rome. Try and guess. <laughs> mate, I get on with all the clubs, mate. <laughs> Okay. Now, Ori, I'll ask you this. Um, Talking about the youngsters coming through, and I'm just looking at your list, and you can see it on pacificsportsmanagement.com, the the clients, Mm. and there's a stack there. It would be one hell of a team if you ever wrote down a list of your clients. There's a kid here I think is just absolutely crashing the door down to play first grade, Samuel Stone Street. Do we see him explode into the NRL in 2024, in your opinion? I think so. I think I think he was close this year, to be honest. Mm. Um, and when he does, I think he'll hold the jersey. He's uh, he's got some upside to him, definitely. And I think you've got a couple of others there, like Keanu Kinney. You saw him towards the end of last year play a few games. He's an exciting talent as well. Um, look, 
as as I think many people have said, the NRL can deliver a lot of talented athletes, and I think there's um, always new ones coming through, which is exciting. Who's going to be the most improved team in 2024, Rory? Most improved, mate. Um, look, I'd like to think the Roosters will kick back up there again, um, and uh, who knows. I, I'd like to see the um, Gold Coast turn themselves around since I live there. Mm. Desmond, what about you got any cricketers on your books in particular? Any Travis Head? No, any I don't have cricket. No. no, it's a sport oh. that I haven't ventured into yet. Fletch, you got any in mind? Oh, Travis Head. I think he he's very rugby league, I, I think. He just looks yeah, like Nick. he's a cricketer, but he's got the rugby league sort of persona off field. You know, he's the last yeah, one right. home after being on the drink. I'm sure he's probably jumped a cab <laughs> or two in his time. He'd fit right in there, you reckon? Yeah, I think so. Why Why not cricket? Why haven't you gone down that path? Uh, just one sport at a time. I think in okay. 2025, we, we, we sort of targeted that to be the year that we move into cricket. Yeah. Hey, so Ori, right now we're your bro- um, pulling your bro going? the right how's network one of going? agents <laughs> to, uh, to accommodate the sports we're in. How's your bro going? How's he's going good, mate. I think he yeah. should be part of your. What's the one you're training the house down? We training the house down. On that and, oh, uh, really? Drop at least fifty kilos off him. Uh, <laughs> too many, too many long lunches at Mister Wong's. I, I reckon. <laughs> too much charade. He looked like he ate Mister Wong. <laughs> well, well, I got a text from a bloke I haven't heard from for a long time, and he texts me. Simply writes, "Hey, mate, heard you back at the gym, and you're still fat." Um, so I'm, I need to train the house down as well. Now, a bit of trivia on yourself, your good self, Ori. You did oh, play you <laughs> a great little career, rugby league. You debuted against which club? Do you remember your debut? Roosters. You debuted against the Roosters. That is correct. Your very first meat pie was against who? Ooh. Um, I would say the Crushers. South Sydney Rabbitohs. Oh, yes. Where, uh, where, where was it at? Where was well, it at? Uh, was it at Carrara Stadium? Yes. Correct. That is and, correct. And, okay, who was your captain that day? Ooh, have to be Goddard, surely. No, no. fullback. He's a Kiwi, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, Dave Watson. The great yep. Dave Watson. Yeah. The great Dave Watson. One final one, too. I'm just wondering how one person would celebrate... Uh, a significant milestone on a date that uh, was Sunday the 18th of November. Rory, how would that go? <laughs> That'd be a mouthy close clothing on a, on a boat, uh, having a good time with 50-odd friends. 50-odd uh, friends celebrating the, the 5-0. Well done, mate. Happy birthday. Thank you for sharing us the Jordan Mylata journey here on the run home with Joel and Fletch and all things NRL. We look forward to talking a bit later, mate. Congratulations. Happy birthday. Thanks, guys. Cheers, mate. Thanks, Rory. Chrissy, you're on holiday, so it was nice for him to, to give us uh, part of his day. Uh, there you go. Um, interesting, hey? That mm. I would have thought that if you got – it must be hard, though, once you get into – the. I was just thinking, why didn't look after Jordan Maylata when he's over there? But it must be hard. Clubs probably just think. Yeah. So he signed for $98 million, Jordan. That yes. was his last contract, but his latest like- contract. But it would be, in a, say an NFL player came out with a, an American manager, it would be in their best interest to yeah. at least partner with an Australian manager. They know the landscape, the, the 10,000 hours they talk about. These guys have been, the amount of relationships they have and 
vice versa over there. Do you think someone's going to take a punt? Do you think an NRL club's going to take a punt on a on an American after this combine? Um, Rooksy, you're all over this. Well, I think it... Yeah. Not in the top 30. You're not going to waste the top 30 spot. See, I don't at all agree with the NRL giving dispensation salary cap-wise to rival codes here such as rugby. I do not at all agree with that. However, if there's a soft cap uh, relating to American NFL players mm. coming out here for each club, go for your life. And then it's up to the coaching. The coaching plays a major part. Yeah. I reckon we're better equipped. Clubs are better equipped now to get players to turn them into NRL yeah. players. But, I think. But but to incentivise the clubs, it's got to be a free hit. Yeah. It's got to be outside the cap. If yeah. we if we are dead set serious about it, we can't have we can't be asking clubs to roll the dice on Americans inside their cap. Yeah. That won't happen. We just need one. We just need one to brain it in the NRL and floodgates. I told you, Brian. If I'm the NRL. It's the NRLW players. Oh, hang on. We've got one here. That, that's where I'm going. Someone agreed with this here. Um, oh, here we go. <clears throat> Fletch and Sugar, with the Excel spreadsheet out, and the Venn diagram slither for both of your ideas is a woman's combine when we go to Vegas. Yep. But he doesn't just want flag footballers. He wants only fan stars looking to diversify. <laughs> oh, right. A little bit of sugar and a lot of Fletch on that idea. That's the Stenny Dutchman. <laughs> Dutchman, I like it. Let's exchange numbers. Reach out. Let's have a catch-up. I, I, do, I do like those listeners who just just hold back, hold back, hold back. And, and then, then the Stenny Dutchman's been quiet. Stenny's been quiet. And then he, he just died. Yeah, well, I know what floats Stenny's boat. Mm. But there is a part of this, whether it's what Stenny's just said or what we've just heard, that it is entertainment as well. So, like, even off the back of this one American player making it, there's so much that you can do. Yep. And it might be following him along this first season, the trials and tribulations mm. of rugby league. If he makes it, if he scores a try, like the Carmichael Hunt story, yep. and is he for now in the yep. AFL? Like what you've got a highlight of Carmichael kicking that goal yep. that you can show that you know you can do, if you want to play league, you want to play union, you can still kick a goal in the mm. AFL. That's what we sort of need to do with this American process. We've got, I think, the US college system has improved like leaps and bounds over the last 20 years with TV rights deals, more money coming in to those games. Mm. And that's why the players are going to benefit from all those facilities and training and be epic players that can swap codes. So I think, I think, he's, on, I think he's onto something. We I need to do if, something there. You know, Mason Cox is a legitimate AFL player. I wonder if that's raised any interest over in, in America. Yeah. He's do doing think? Pat Mac- McAfee. Oh, okay. So he's, he's getting the Collingwood Brown out there on their show. So yeah. I think it's Fletch, yes or no? Enormous. El Masri. Has a El Masri. Would he have made it? And tourist, I'll welcome you on this chat. Would yes. he have made it? Yes. As a yes. field goal kicker? Yep. Definitely. Definitely. Three months training like Jordan Maylada. Would Nathan Cleary make it? As a kicker? As a field goal kicker? Yep. Definitely. Tourist? What well, the AFL blokes are doing punting. Oh. Shut up, tourist. Welcome back to the run home with Joel and Fletch, and we're charging to the line just like our next guest. I'm very, very uh, much looking forward to our next guest, Brian, and you oh, and you I have be. been cheering him on for many years now. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is the way to have your say, and in my opinion, he's the best on the planet. We're talking about our next guest. Before we do so, we are here for MFP Easy, voted Queensland best fibreglass pool builder in Sonos. 
game-changing sound this festive season. This particular fellow, in 2023, Brian, he won the Cox Plate, the Victoria Derby, the VRC Oaks, the Champion Stakes, and uh, much, much more. He's had an absolute stellar spring, and I'm pleased to say the best on the planet in his chosen vocation, James McDonald, a.k.a. J-Mac, joins the run-home with Joel and Fletch. Hello, J-Mac. Oh, very kind of you. How are you, boys? Mate, you've just done it again. <laughs> Third time, best in the spring. Um, and you're going to run tomorrow, and then you're off to Hong Kong. Is that right? Yeah, so we got um, no, we got Wednesday races, Friday night races, and then Saturday, and then we take off Saturday night. We've got Sunday races up in Hong Kong. So looking forward to it. It's going to be a busy schedule, but, yeah, we should be good, should be good to go. So, James, were you always um, going to go to Hong Kong? Was this always in the plans, or <clears throat> was it not really? I no. actually, um, I actually finished the carnival down in Melbourne, thinking I've got a quiet six weeks up my sleeve with Christmas and New Year's coming up, and uh, yeah, got a call out of the blue. I was always going to go to Hong Kong for only two weeks, though, but um, the c- club's kindly enough given me an opportunity to go there for six weeks, which. Over that period is really good racing. Um, obviously, we've got the international meeting, which is huge up there uh, in the 10th of um, December. So I was always going to be there for that one. But um, they've all, all they've asked is to stay on or start a week early and finish three weeks later. So it's worked out pretty damn good, I think. So you've, you've got a, um, your young daughter. She just turned one. Is the whole family going to go over? Yeah, we're all shipping oh, up, so that yeah. plane ride's going to be interesting on, yes. on Saturday night. First yeah. nine-hour trip up or nine and a half, whatever oh. it is. But, um, yeah, <laughs> hopefully it goes smoothly because we've got to ride the next day, but should be right. Hey, J-Mac, uh, just take us back. I- I'd love for, for our listeners to get into your headspace prior to the spring. Obviously, you've had a very successful spring, five group ones. But prior to the spring, what was the horse or two that you were most fired up about? And maybe they didn't win for you. I'm not quite sure. But what was the, the one or two horses prior to the spring commencing that you thought, by gee, it's going to be fun with this particular horse? Uh, well, there's, there's you know, two, no two questions about it. It was Romantic Warrior for the Cox Plate. Obviously, it was well documented that it was... Um, I basically worded the owners up in Hong Kong to bring him down. I just thought he'd be the perfect Cox Plate horse. And... Um, Look, it doesn't always work out like that, but um, he's a pretty ambitious sort of owner, and he he um, took the chance to travel his his superstar horse over. Um, we're talking Romantic Warrior to, to the Cox Plate, and he got beat first up, and which was a little surprise, but he was just he was just a little bit porky in that, and um, and then he just improved leaps and bounds towards the Cox Plate, and um, yeah, we we're lucky enough to get a result there. But he he he's a superstar horse, and um, yeah, he was definitely the flag bearer for for my team anyway, sort of going forward. James, how much research do you do in other horses? Like if you're sitting back, do you watch, it's a bit like rugby league or cricket. Are you watching videos of, of races of other horses and say, you know what, I, I don't mind that? Oh, 100%. Um, yeah. yeah, that's there's plenty of that going on. Obviously, knowing your opposition, is, I suppose it's exactly like rugby league. So you've got to know the ins and outs. There. Everyone's got um, habits they, they gravitate to. And um, so knowing the horse as well as... Uh, the opposition in terms of jockeys, it's um, very crucial. And, um, yeah, I suppose it's we've, we've got to work with two of them because um, we've got t- two brains clicking at once, a horse and a jockey. So um, there's a bit of work to go into it. That's a big part of it, isn't it? Like, clearly, you're, you're a superstar jockey, J-Mac, but, but choosing the horse and the right races and where they place. And, of course, you've had a lot to do with Chris Wallen. Now, ironically, 
both you two gentlemen, uh, New Zealanders, and I've been saying for a long time on this particular program. What happened in the World Cup? No, no, no sorry. No. The population of New Zealand, <laughs> J Mac, is five million or thereabouts. But what New Zealand seem to achieve on the world stage is pretty phenomenal. You know, what's the secret to all the success from the Kiwis? Would you say? Oh, good, good milk. We're brought up on good dairy milk, good farming life, <laughs> uh, good morals. No, I don't know. We, we obviously better. We're, we're big rugby fanatics over in New Zealand. We live and breathe it. I suppose every kid. Like myself, I even know we all we wanted to do was be an all black, and I suppose you start with that and you work out where you got to go after that. And unfortunately, size back put a stop to that. But um, yeah, no, we're we're pretty lucky. We 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 grew up having a really fun upbringing, I suppose, and not it's that same year, I suppose. But I, I'm not too sure what it is, but we um we seem to have a have a bit of luck anyway on the on the world stage, I suppose. James McDonald, when you're not the superstar jockey and just the fan at home. And you've got a bit of time to watch another sport. Is it the All Blacks that you choose to watch? Is there another sort of code you're following closely? Yeah, on NRL, um, I haven't. I've obviously been here um, twelve years now, so the All Blacks have been on the back burner. And um, so the Roosters is my team, and um, I like following them. But Sydney Swans have been good. I enjoy going to a live game with the. Um, AFL, so no, it's any sport really. I really enjoy my golf as well. So um, yeah, any time I can get out, I get out. I see Sam Clibbenden down. He he's, he plays at my local down at Wallara There, um, he's pretty handy golfer. Do, do you, is uh, is it quite competitive out in the course, James? Yeah, it is. It bl- bloody yes, it is. We, we we all we all like we all like winning, I suppose. But I haven't really pl- I haven't played with Sam, but. Um, yeah, there's a plenty of jockeys in the jockeys room that like like to have a swing. That's for sure. Mm, and is there a wager? You, are you having a little, little bit of a wager at the end of it? Yeah, I don't mind it. It's yeah. pretty good, eh? It is good. <laughs> it is good. It's pretty good, eh? <laughs> uh, hey, James McDonald, uh, as you go to Hong Kong, uh, similar question to what I asked you about the spring. Is there one or two that you're extra fired up about when you make your sojourn to Hong Kong? Um. Well, I've. I've accumulated a pretty good book of rides probably over the, over the next um, few weeks so um well romantic warrior for the hong kong cups probably the main one and then um yeah i've got um victor the winner in the sprint yeah just just bits and pieces i should be pre- i should be pretty strong over that international period um 10th to 10th of uh, december what about in the spring when were you um what horse were you most confident on um, you know what? It's going to sound funny, but it was Fangirl. Um, I thought I thought she was just unbeatable with the in the in the in the new race, the King Charles, which is brilliant um, on Everest Day, and um, her work. Chris Chris Waller was so happy with her, and she was just airborne. She won by about three or four lengths, so she was probably the one. Now, Jimmy, I've been stalking you on social media, and I've seen you've been getting into ice baths. I mean, everyone yeah. everyone in the eastern suburbs. Uh, seems to be posting that sort of stuff. I've been doing it as well. The, the fad is real. Yes. Um, what benefits are you getting out of it, James? Oh, I, mate, just because I put my body through so much, um, like I, I've got to lose a lot of weight, two kilos basically every meeting. Um, so just I get really sore the next day and I just go mm. there early in the morning, plonk myself in and, uh, yeah, I just feel great. I, by the afternoon, I'm ready to attack the day again. So 
not only for the body, I reckon it was good, really good for the mind as well. Mm. Yeah, because I mean, the jockeys, are you still doing your, your steam rooms and stuff? Or they're saying yeah. that you can actually lose weight by getting into, you know, two and four degrees water. Yeah, that's a, that's, we do a lot of steam room that's oh, saunas and um, sweat runs or whatever, but um, just to keep maintain a weight, um, nothing's better than jumping in. In an ice bath straight after, you just you just feel like you can go again. So, we're we're lucky. With a lot of the jockeys' rooms in in Sydney and in Melbourne, they actually they supply ice baths and saunas on course. So they're they're fantastic facilities. Do you know what I was talking to a like a, a leading athlete, uh, physio? What do they call them? Exercise science person, and they said doing a gym session directly after the ice bath, massive results. So most people have an ice bath after an event. Oh, you do it? Yeah, right. Ice yeah. bath, then... Ice bath, then Ooh. straight into an exercise. All right, Jimmy, what about that? Imagine before oh, a I, Yeah. Jumping yeah, an Yeah, I wouldn't bath. be able to do it because the aim of the game is I've got to try and lose two kilos, and if I hop in an ice bath, I don't think that I'm going to sweat that well for the next hour. <laughs> oh. Well, get get the down the weight and then jump in. I, I want to know <laughs> Yeah, this, that's what James. I do do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know this. I want to know this. When you're in the... Is there any sledging... F- with the jockeys when you're sitting in there before a group one or is it all pretty relaxed and you just keep oh, yourself no nah, it's all it's all pretty quiet eh? it's um it not, there's no real sledging but obviously out in the race there's obviously a lot of chatter going on i suppose <laughs> especially early part of the race as soon as we jump out of the barriers people are trying to get positions and yeah um it's a fine fine line you know when you get t- tightening up or something like that yes it's there's there's a few Words getting exchanged, and um, even late in the piece, we all see the goat, the Ollie, just retiring. He he was mm. very vocal in his and his at, at the finish of the end of a race. So yeah, no, there, there's plenty going on. Well, we've got the we've got the jockey cam. Is there any chance we could mic up a jockey like we do in the in the NRL? Would you be willing to do that, or would you incriminate yourself by calling people bad names? Uh, Oh, pro- probably not. To be fair, I think I think the, I think the Melbourne Melbourne boys they they, they were going to think about micing all the jockeys up, and the trainers were going to communicate with them throughout the race. But I just don't think that'd be a great idea. No, I'd, I'd be I'd be fascinating to listen to. I just, love a good sledge. Just a couple of quick ones before you go. Yeah. Uh, your best ever horse that you believe you've ridden to this point. Um. Yeah, that's a, I always get asked that sort of question. It's, it's probably, look, the, the the most successful one will, is probably very elegant, who won a Melbourne yeah. Cup. but um, And then Nature Strip, who won an Everest. So I've gone from the fastest horse to obviously a, a more dour horse. But they're, they're the two that spring to mind. If you're guaranteed to win your next big race, uh, you're guaranteed to get at least one more of Melbourne Cup, Cox Plate, Everest, whatever the race may be, you would choose what? Oh, Melbourne Cup, I think. Um, mm-hmm. I, it was it was a phenomenal day when I won it, and um, it's probably it was um, yeah it, because it was the first one. I suppose it's uh, just it was also surreal. Even to this day, it's hard to believe. So I reckon that if you're lucky enough to win it again, it would be probably uh, it would sink in quicker. And I reckon I'd yeah yeah really appreciate it. J Mac, we really appreciate your time here on the run home with Joel and Fletch. The boards lit up. They love you. You're doing a wonderful job. In my opinion, yes, we're paying great tribute to Damien Oliver, who's an absolute champion. I think one day, uh, most certainly, you're going to be, at least in that conversation, maybe beyond that as the greatest jockey we've ever seen on our shores. But, mate, just uh, just before you go, and I don't wish to think on a, on a negative, but the 
Magic Man. People have been critis- critical of his ride in the Melbourne Cup. Is that fair? Is it unfair? Was Do you yeah. feel as though he got it wrong on Sulkham? I think it was pretty unfair. Like, the horse yeah. is not an easy horse. So I've had a little bit to do with him as well. And he's he's a very quirky sort of... Um, he's got his mind of his own at, at most times. And um, he's pretty hard to ride. So I, I don't think... Um, I don't think it would have changed too much, to be fair. He was obviously a little bit unlucky, but there's there's plenty of unlucky stories in racing. He's talking out of his kick here, James. Yeah, me. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, maybe. Get the violin <laughs> out. Get the violin out. <laughs> James McDonald, it's been an absolute uh, treat for us to have you here on the run home with Joel and Fletch. Go well in Hong Kong, mate. We'll be most certainly paying close attention, won't we, Brian? Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Best well, of luck on the nine-hour trip, too. Fenergan's your friend. Yeah, great friend. Fenergan <laughs> is your friend for little one. It's an antihistamine. Oh, not you're a legend. Out. Cheers, boys. Ja- thanks, James. Thanks, guys. Yeah, James McDonald on the run home. With Joel and Fletch, if you just caught the back end of that, you need to hear the whole chat in its entirety. Uh, what an absolute superstar. And you can catch all that on the podcast. Or maybe you love the chat, you want to share it with a mate. That can be done so through Spotify and Apple Podcast as well, Brian. Qu- question to you, because you're in the game. Yep. Bookies, yep. when they see a horse with J-Mac on, yep. um, it, is it a bit like when Joey used to play? And it was like a four-point turnaround, oh, yeah. or eight points, or whatever it Mass- is. Yeah, exactly. That's a great analogy, actually. What would it be... Odds-wise, I know you can't really put a oh. finger on it. It'd be more – the bookies would look at it more as a percentage-based chance. Okay. So maybe it improves by 5% or something. Okay, but and then but whatever it is, it, he would have the biggest influence on a percentage yes. on a horse. Yeah, and then when you throw Waller in, that oh. combo. Well, I told you – I don't know if I told you this on-air or off-air, but a pro punter mate of mine, he's done um, – and a lot of these pro punters have loads and loads of data. Mm. And he said if you're just purely mug punting – the very best, one of the best tips as far as a data point of view. He said, if you've got a Waller horse that's coming off a win. Waller horse coming off a win. Any Waller horse anywhere. And he said, if you just simply went through the guide and found a Waller horse that had a last start win, he said, back it again. Okay. Back it again. And if J-Mac on? Oh, well, please. Yeah. Truck, load, reverse. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So if you're mug punting, Waller's got a win there. Last start, just back it again. That's what he says, and he's done the, the Sonia data, and he says uh, that is a terrific play for that. The other one I've got for you as well, which is again come from pro punters, is if you're mug punting, if you're simply there in the pub just throwing your five and tens around, have a look at the speed maps, back horses on the speed. Yeah, you like that. Yeah. I don't. You know what? I've got a new one. Seven-day backup. I love that too. Seven-day backup. And also, he-man me, <coughs> please. Number two, Rockhampton. Race five, number two, he-man me. Today? Yep. Okay. So don't be fooled by those who say they have a Turn thing. he-man off because I've got a short one. Oh, turn it off, turn it off, turn it off, turn it off. <laughs> Leave it on. How was the, the fangirl? That was an oh, amazing yeah. ride on Everest Day. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I wish when I he said knew that. that. I was like, I, I saw it. I was there. I was on it. Thank you, J Mac. Like it was such a good ride. But his romantic warrior one, where it was gone. Yeah. And, he, and there's that famous photo when it was a dead heat, and you've seen him. You know that the photo where yeah, he's pushing down. He's on pushing it. down its head, and yeah. he's halfway off. It was that was El Cabello Blanco style, <laughs> wasn't it? He was halfway down. He was just side saddling. Oh. El Cabello Blanco. Uh, El Cabello you know, Blanco. Yeah, the, the show. The white. What is it? The white, the white stallion. Horse. And they just yeah. look around. El Cabello what makes a great, Blanco. What makes a great jockey, Brian? You reckon is is part of it just 
Just no fear. No, just winning when I back it. Yeah. That's what makes a great job. For you. No, I mean, I don't know how they do it. That's got to be one of the most – I think it's one of the most dangerous yep. sport. Yeah. He, he is going to retire as one of the best ever, isn't he? You're holding on. There's no – You got the, I know they've got the vests. Half a tonne animal. Half a tonne animal, and you're holding on to a little That's stirrup. That's 10% of the weight. Stirrup. Yep. And your feet are, are in those irons, but, yeah, they're 10% of the weight. So, Not so only what do you weigh, Brian? You weigh about 100? I'm 114. Yeah, so 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 you're you're holding on to something that is a ton. Yeah, but not only that. Then you've got other horses coming. Then you've got to hold on one hand while you whip. Yeah, and then you've got to. When Mossy said he came up on the side, and he reckons the J Mac hit his horse on the nose. That's right. <laughs> and then you've got the verbal too, yeah, yeah. Damien Oliver. Yeah, just and, yelling at obscenities. Oh, and then the verbal if you don't win the race on the punters. When exactly when they come past. Yes. Imagine the stuff that's been said over the years, like. At the, like you were saying, at the start of races, oh, the yeah. finish line. Uh, like it would compare to being courtside at like an NBA game. I think if you could be in that situation where you've got, you know, five or six jockeys like in a mm. in a group yeah. and they're just hacking like passing someone. So but no, but in all seriousness, how dangerous is that? And, and, and the jockeys, they earn every set. And we and we saw, I saw um, young Lockie Scorse when he had that bad fall at Taree. Like, yeah. it's just... I mean, I don't know how they do it. No, I, I totally agree. Because there's nothing agree. around them. Yeah. People said to me, oh, Formula One is more dangerous. No, it's not. They've got the the halo oh, around yeah. them now, the, all that safety. The horses haven't really – the safety hasn't really changed. No. Over the rail has years. changed. It's more oh, yeah. flexible, that's helped. But that's probably the main change. But And the vest. Yep. They they wear like the the chest protector, but far out. And those animals – and you're going 70Ks or whatever you're going. Yeah. Far out. Wasn't and he they're a great tiny. chat? He was awesome. He was awesome. We'll get him back on. Uh, Do you reckon he wants to come back on? <laughs> I think so. Well, he may. You gave him the Finergan tip. We had to. Oh, Finergan's the Michael. <laughs> yeah, that's we, the Finergan is the Michael. Hopefully. Kobe and I had a, a, a one year old. We had to travel from France back to Australia. It was the best part of 24 hours. Mm. Finergan is your friend, mate. Finergan, but it can go the other way because if the kids are allergic to it, mm. it you're up, they're up all night. Yeah. Oh, for not medical advice, by the way. No, We're it's not. Sort of uh, it Mark, if you're out there, ring up. Just tell us that. But you ring up about the ligament, cutting of the pubic oh, yeah. uh, ligament. I feel oh. since we've gone into the boardroom, gents, we may need to change the He-Man from a, a money one to a health one with some of the stuff like the ligament cutting. Oh. Finergan is your friend. Oh, I just yeah. have you a, want me start a little doing, He-Man. Little yeah. one, you want me start doing... Um, and oh, Look, I don't want to talk about it, but I did bring up... I've been waxing lyrically about ice baths. Yeah. What did you, what did you make of my little hack there? Like, apparently it's medically proven that you get enormous output, say, from a weight session immediately after the ice bath. Okay. Who does that, does that, that stack up? Like, it would. Yeah, how do you feel it. coming out of it? Do you feel like you would go I'll better? try it. Yeah. Yeah. What's the big thing? Like, because you've reduced somewhat inflation. Uh, inflation. <laughs> yeah, that's inflation. I had it here when the authority was Reserve bank. Reserve bank. All banks... Let's just, everyone just jump in an ice bath, inflation down. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Don't put interest rates up, just jump yeah, in an ice, ice bath. Yes. <laughs> ice baths are down. You know what too, right? So I, I, when you're at a race day, for me, I get great joy out of a collective group celebrating. So this particular day, we said to J-Mac, what was the race you're most confident on? And he said, fangirl in the King Charles. And I wish I knew that because I had a marquee. I was at a marquee and I had to host and I was, there was about 200 people there. Most people winning would have been giving tips throughout the day. And I said, right, O team, we need to be in something together. 
I said, you know what's going to happen? Who wants to come with me? I'm going to charge into Mr. Brightside, and when it wins, we're going to play this. So we went the early crow. We played Mr. Brightside, and I said, who's with me? And the whole market, yes. And then and bloody fangirl lapped him. Very early, I could see it. I could just feel the eyes on him. Oh, right? yeah. And it was you so Put yourself flat. out there. It was, well, it's worth doing. Did you offer him a lift home? A few of them, yeah. Um, so, so J-Mac wasn't going to go to Hong Kong just because Huey got a fall. But he, mentioned, he mentioned the date. Did he say the 10th of December? He said, I'm in for a very good day on the 10th of December. Didn't you get that cryptic oh, little oh, clue? Oh, put it on the diary. Put it in the diary. So we've got to just back him. Just My strategy that day will just be... J-Mac, J-Mac, Just back J-Mac. him in every race. What's on the 10th of December? Put it in your diaries. Or get him in the oh, jockey challenge. And guess what? I'm in New Zealand then too. I'm in Queenstown. It's an omen. Omen. Oh, far out. This is good. Oh, it's going to be good. That's going to be good. I think it was the 10th. Listen back to the podcast, so we better confirm yeah, that. Yeah, good time zone too for the races. one three hundred. Oh one eleven seventy. Hey boys, I did a job for a guy that backed onto Eagle Farm Racecourse. He said when the jockeys are going around, he's on the back straight. The jockeys are into each other. All foul words. Words are present. Uh, David from Capalaba. Yeah. Get out of the way, Johnny. I'm coming through. All that sort of stuff. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Well, mate, well, the whipping might be just whacking him across the nose. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Luke said. My three-year-old had the reverse action to Fenergan and the Malaysian airline host thought it would be good to offer him a can of Coke. <laughs> oh, it's gone the other way. No. It is good. It's harmless for the, for the kid. It's just an antihistamine. What about when you sit down and there's a screaming kid? And I reckon, I reckon a lot of people would think differently about it. Some people are planning, oh, no, shut the bloody kid up. And others who have been through yeah, it would be more empathetic. Like. And that's the other thing, too. I found... Because I was doing the England thing a couple of times. It was two-year-old. The eldest was two. I just said, let him go walk him down the plane. Like, I just let him walk down the aisle. Yep. Rather than snakes on a plane, kids on a plane. No, I just thought, <laughs> well, it's, what the hell live it long? 18 I'm, hours. I'm two weeks away from a 25-hour flight back to the UK. Yeah. And that sounds like hell. Like, yeah. anything I can do to make it even just slightly better, that's all I'm wanting. I don't want your kids... Running well, around, you it's, have not, it's not a crash. It's not a nursery. No, it's not. But they, they're not used. They've only had two years on, and their brain hasn't fully formed. So well, they want to come down. Hands. They would just want to. They just want to tug on a red beard. <laughs> yes. yes. Oh, I'd be so angry with the parents. If, they, if that happened, I'd be so livid. Paddy's on the text line. He said, uh, "Sugar, they weigh about a half ton." You said that, but what I was saying is for context. These jockeys are 50 kilos or thereabouts. Yeah. Brian's 100. So it, it would be like him trying to handle a ton animal full ball down a straight. It's a big job. Uh, ben says, an ice bath after a steamy session is the Mickey Fletch. Is he saying steamy as in a steam room or is a steamy as a romp? <laughs> three times a week, yeah. yeah three, one that said three or four times a week as well. Oh, this is Benny? Yeah. Oh, Benny, yeah. you've got His water sus. bells must be incredible. Yeah, well, the, pres- the, pres- the, the, the presentation of uh, some particular item would be very different in both circumstances. Oh, correct. <laughs> correct. <laughs> Don't you think? Yeah, it's the pool, Jerry. It's the pool. <laughs> 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 oh, we're just about done, boys. Uh, we're about to do a sports update. Uh, but we're not going to get to that. We'll have to get to that tomorrow. Uh, Professor and your good self live from the Sporting Globe, Brian. Uh, yes, and get down there. And I'm going to bring – well, Brooksy's going to bring a lot of hats. Yep. And we're just going to flick them out to the crowd. So if you're looking for a hat of the Michael variety, yep. get down King Street Wharf, uh, Sporting Globe. Three days. Three days. There. Chicken burger and a hat. Do you know why I won't be there? 
Let, let me, me entertain you. Yeah, DJ, rock DJ. Let me entertain watch, watch you. Watch it tonight then. Watch the documentary. I'll, I should finish that off tonight. Yeah, the, and and, and I'll download it for the plane as well. Good tip. Tourists, thank you very much. Disco Dave, we appreciate that. The Captain Brooksy Bears did have a good show with the Professor. And most importantly, listener, thank you for being a big part of the show once again. We'll catch you next time. This has been The Run Home with Joel and Fletch. Subscribe to the show on social media at Joel Fletch SEN or subscribe to the podcast at Apple Podcasts and Spotify or download the SEN app.